everyone. This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is The B Show, the number one rated AEW Dynamite and NXT weekly review here oh. on YouTube.com slash. Number one rated wrestling podcast with LED lights in our, in our background yeah. with, a, with a lamp facing right in front of us. And I Not to go I behind can't. the curtain, but yeah. look at this look. We got to look. We, right. That's how you stick out in this industry. You need to to have harbor a, an identity. You know, that's what that's what Paul Heyman said. That's what Gabe Polsky said. This is what Michael Vergara says. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like those individuals. Well, I went to Chili's. I went to Chili's tonight, and my lights t- suddenly turned light purple. So I don't know what, what happened. Chili's? Anyways, it's a restaurant. The Dark Order official spokespeople. Nonetheless, oh, yeah, that's true. I'm your host Corey Smith, and you are Michael Vergara. I am. And uh, like I said, we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT from this week, and a little bit of wrestling news. Um, it happened. It happened. NXT and AEW happened. We got so a lot to say about it. So, but before I get into all that. Like, share, and subscribe. Tap anything you want to down below. I mean, on the screen that you see. Not no, don't tap I, anything. I'm not pointing below, below, like down where. I'm pointing below, like hit the subscribe button. Hey, you know what? DX. Anyways, um, click subscribe, thumbs up, thumbs down. Let us know what you think. Uh, I want to know what you think about this week's episodes of AEW Dynamite and NXT. Uh, some good, some painfully dreadful things tell us how horrible we are honestly yeah just cancel us right now at cwr415 let's just jump right into it michael i'm ready i got my orange cassidy i got my hair cut just like orange cassidy just for today put on your orange cassidy face i you know what i was gonna put on the denim and the aviators today but i just thought it was too hot it's too damn hot yeah i I just went with the the balor shirt um (laughs) Same thing. Because I'm a mark. Nonetheless, uh, let's talk about uh, some Ring of Honor, shall we? A little bit of the yeah, news. Yeah, it's about time someone did. Uh, no one's mentioned this. I mean, it's crazy. No. Uh, Ring of Honor is uh, making the return. It was announced uh, the other day that they're returning to producing episodes of their Ring of Honor weekly TV show at the company's home state of Maryland this month. Uh, there will be no fans in attendance, just like every other American wrestling show right now. Uh, they did issue a statement uh, saying uh, Ring of Honor will adhere to a uh, very stringent protocol as well as the regulations set in place by the Maryland State Athletic Commission. What were you going to say? Mask. Yes. Ma- um, mask up. Yeah. You said that. No. Were you being sarcastic when you said no other wrestling promotion has no fans? That's true. You're right. I, 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 I went with what I was used to. You know, the past. I've been saying that for so long. That it's just I wasn't used to saying it to tonight, and I was gonna say there were we, fans uh, we got our fair share of fans in our wrestling uh, of our wrestling viewing this week. Maybe what? just one show, but I mean, it, I guess I'm gonna stand on that. But yeah, ROH. What about it? It, it really. That's WWE, all they really WWE announced. WWE technically has fans. Well, no, yeah, I mean they're going to be returning um, uh, with their Ring of Honor Pure Title Tournament. Uh, it was originally supposed to be scheduled for April. They're going to te- place that on their weekly TV show. So, Ring of Honor okay. uh, going to be back. Some more wrestling um, for like us. All I to- ever heard from, like in regards to Ring of Honor coming back, was just this one Jonathan Gresham tweet where it's just like he's he put on this octopus mask and he just said, "Pure wrestlers, hey, what's up?" And then I was like, "Wait, what?" I remember John Jonathan Gresham. It's supposed to mean ROH, but I thought ROH was discontinued or taking a break, but now they're yeah. back. So, you know, yeah, they you gotta got- they gotta do something, man. Well, you know the one thing um, 
I always notice about Jonathan Gresham in real life is that he's a lot shorter in real life than. That's. I'm sure that's not the first time he's heard not, that before. I'm, oh, I'm not ribbing him. I'm just saying. Like it's I, one of those. It's, it's just one of those. Uh, those passive. This is one of those passive. Uh, I call it compliments. It's like I know you're short. Back, I know you're back, really short, but you're not compliment. that short. Yeah. Yes, that's what you call them. Yeah, uh, I tend to give those out, unfortunately, a lot, and not knowing that I did. Yeah, I'm also hearing a little bit of clipping on your end. I don't know whether or not it's my connection, or clipping? you heard that too. No, I'm not hearing any clipping on my end, or just like just little like sparks. I give my must be my connection. Hmm. I don't know. Weird. I got fancy internet too this week, so you fix your we'll fancy internet. You know. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, Ring of Honor making their return. Somebody else who might be making their return to the world of professional wrestling, well, to the the main stage of WWE, maybe I don't know. They're probably not. But anyway. it's a third brand. If I think I know, if I know what you're talking about, what Raw Underground? Oh, keep going. Ken Shamrock. But, but what? He's come. They they got him. Ken they Shamrock. Him, well, back? well, I mean, he he wants to come back. I mean, God, what? <laughs> what kind of news is this then? I thought they. I thought. Okay. All right. Well, you know, Ken. What's, it, the, news? It's, What's it's the news? news? What's the news? He's very interested in in returning to Raw Underground. A wrestler is interested in a promotion that they used to work for. Like, I was, okay. He All has right. not. You know what? He has not worked for the WWE in what nineteen years. So it, it, you know, it, it hard to be said what what is to be done with Ken Shamrock. More than nineteen years at this point. Like, wasn't he like let go of the company like in ninety nine or two thousand? Oh, Whatever. you know, you're right. He last wrestled in ninety nine, so twenty one years. Um, you know, it's I drink funny. now. I am actually. I guess I'm finishing up Ken Shamrock's WWE career with Jose on the Retro WWE uh, Sunday Night Heat Show every Sunday on YouTube.com. Apparently, John, uh, Ken, uh, Ken Shamrock has a book out, and it's written about him. It's not he didn't write it, but well, yeah. But then he had a like, it was a collaborative effort with a with a dude named Jonathan Snowden. And uh, what I hear is that they make the, like, even though it has the full blessing of Ken Shamrock, like I hear that it's like it paints a really terrible picture of him. Like it's just self deprecating, and then he just lets it all out. Well, I guess there were some things that he. Wanted he didn't want in the book, and I guess like his relationship yeah. with his kids, uh, things like that. But then there was things like he didn't really give a shit about. One of my most vivid Ken Shamrock memories, I think, would most okay. Well, one it's uh, one is Ryan Shamrock, and two oh, you can't forget be, Ryan Shamrock. Let's never forget Ryan Shamrock, and. Two is like one of my most vivid memories is watching in watching wrestling when I was at my youngest was Ken Shamrock on one knee giving a chair to somebody and just straight up just letting somebody hit him like straight on the head. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying if listener if you remember this clip I'm trying to I would I'm try I, I try to find this clip somewhere sometimes I just Google Ken Shamrock chair shot and I just kind of just come up short. But just every now and again you're just like you know what. Let me see that I again. I just remember, but, like, I think I saw a GIF image of that uh, one time, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't save it, and I was just like, I, it's just stuck in my mind. You know, I just I, like how that chair is stuck in Ken Shamrock's head. I feel like McDonald's really missed out uh, in the '90s with the Shamrock Shake, not having him as a spokesperson, just like him standing there with a Shamrock Shake, just drink a milkshake now. 
You're right, Corey. They really did miss that boat. That, that would a million dollars. And then the in-sync commercials would have happened afterwards. It would have all tied in together. Yep. Uh, nonetheless, uh, he, he tweeted out after Monday Night Raw saying, hey, WWE and Shane Wing, next time you guys want to do a work shoot fight, hashtag Raw Underground. That you actually looks good. Week. That actually looked good. You got my number. Give me a call. Uh, the shoot fights? No, I, I I gave up on Raw like an hour and through and, and two thirds through. Yeah, don't don't you know that Raw Underground is always at ten o'clock, Corey? I, I was too tired. That's how they. I was. Just, that's how they establish. That's how they make the third hour like rise up in the ratings, even though it only sustained what it had last week, which is not great. Kids don't don't kids like Raw Underground? I hear. Sure, why not? I mean, that's just what I hear. I hear they're they're decent, somewhat decent with younger the younger ki- kids. It's hip, it's cool, so, it's fresh. So, from what I hear about Raw Underground, it's that oh. and like I'm not saying I'm not I'm above it. I saw a little bit of it is that it's it is a 70-year-old man like a 40 and a 70-year-old man's idea of what they think MMA is, which is they bring like every time somebody ever tries to like be on the ground, they just they just want somebody like why don't why aren't you hitting him? Why aren't you standing him up? Why aren't you just you know without like really understanding yeah. the fundamentals of MMA like well, of mixed martial arts and how it has evolved since like 2007 it's when a, it's MMA that's what from, everybody expected MMA to be like Raw Underground. It, it's MMA from '89. You know what I mean? Like, I it, mean, it, I mean, the first UFC event was in 1993. So, if well, you're what like, I'm saying is, is that like this is just like I feel like what people thought like like back back alley jujitsu fights were like way back when. Like you, or, like I said, it is a movies, 70 year old like man's idea of what they think MMA is. Yeah, you know, just yeah, really out of touch of what like why why this thing is so revered, and they just think of it as well a, a blood and guts product, as they say. Ah. It's blood and guts. I mean, it's not Ken Shamrock. He wants to be an underground. Fucking yeah, why not? Yeah, you like why it? not, dude? You like it? He's an old. St- he's he's like a fucking. He's somebody from the Attitude Era. I'm sure they'll love using someone from the Attitude Era at this point. I feel like people uh, like Ken Shamrock a lot too. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't really. He's remembered him. fondly. Like, mm. I, I, again, I had, I don't have negative memories of Ken Shamrock. He, I, he is a. I mean, Rock I, the memories say. of Ken Shamrock I have is him getting hit in the chair, and you know that's not an unpleasant memory. Well, it is kind of an unpleasant memory he, if you really think about it. He's as the Rock would say, a Bay Area boy, right? Isn't he from? Ken Shamrock? Yeah, he's from San Jose. I, I don't know. Uh, I can't, I, Pretty sure I he's from San Jose. Uh, I mean, that's the one thing I've always remembered about him is him being booked for like from San Jose, California, Ken Shamrock. So, I mean, I could be completely wrong about that. From Macon, Georgia, dude. Really? I mean, you can be built. I mean, again, like wow, they could say fighting out of San Jose, California. Well, no, but, WWE. <laughs> they're not going to say that back at back at that time. But uh, then he's fighting out of Reno, Nevada, the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, then. Like Daniel Cormier, he fight. He's from he's from Louisiana, but he fights out of San Jose, California. Yeah. Who well, has a well, who has a title heavyweight title fight? Frank this week. Shamrock is from Santa Monica. Okay. Oh, and he oh Frank Shamrock lives in San Jose. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Anyways, nonetheless, a good friend of Marvin Allen. Are they brothers? So all just They're brothers, together. right? Frank Shamrock. What, and Ken Frank Shamrock and Marvin Allen? No. No, Ken Shamrock and Frank Shamrock. I know. Yeah. 
That's a dumb, stupid question. Anyways, uh, let's continue with some more news, Michael. Uh, you got some NWA stuff uh, you want to talk oh, about? Oh, I gave that to you just so I didn't have to read it. Oh. <laughs> let me try to let me try to find it then. Uh, uh, well, NWA recently made uh, a, a great worldly announcement that yeah, shook the so world. Okay, go on. There was a press release, um, I think around... 10 days ago no not 10 days ago it was the 10th of august so that would be two days ago coming out of hollywood california and it's uh, called the united wrestling network no united wrestling network's prime time live which is a partnership between nwa thunder studios and united wrestling network i'm just gonna just pull up the press release here why is the scrolling so bad okay so this is from William Patrick Corgan, a.k.a. Billy Corgan. I'm pleased that we are finally able to announce some good news. And in partnering with United Wrestling Network, we'll be able to get back to work with our promises to be tier, top-tier matchups and soon. And soon. It goes without saying that 2020 has been a challenging year for everyone, and our goal in reestablishing in-ring NWA action was to make sure that our talent would be protected working within now-established safe protocols, yada, yada, yada. Uh, High-quality content like our va- vaunted shows, NWA Power, or er and 10 pounds of gold but this will be more than just a weekly live pay-per-view bot broadcast so yes there's going to be a weekly live pay-per-view pod broadcast they didn't release the they didn't release the pricing or anything but that's uh, so they're pretty much just doing shows here NW, like the nwa roster and i hear i read somewhere that they're going to use the la dojo new japan guys as well so Okay. Like Shibata's buddies. So here's a couple of things I, I can pull up from this. Uh, the United Wrestling Network is actually founded by David Marquez. Uh, okay. So it's a uh, cooperative group of professional wrestling promotions from the United States and abroad. So it seems like it's one giant uh, uh, entity that looks over a bunch of smaller um, indie promotions. Uh, one thing I did hear about this is I thought I heard and correct me if I'm wrong here is that NWA will be touring but to these independent promotions and this is where their shows will be put on from. Uh, so, so it's more like a platform. Yeah, I heard. I think, you know, like uh, our our region would be having West Coast Pro Wrestling would be having the NWA shows because I believe they're a part of the United Wrestling Network. Don't quote me on that. Um, but, yeah. So do you think this was a plan even before COVID? Hmm. Or do you think this was just put together no. because of COVID? I think it was put together um, uh, after COVID. I mean, because of COVID. I mean, to me, it just seems like... They were NWA Power was trying to get on TV. You know what I mean? They they were really trying to push it to be that TV like studio. We want to be studio wrestling when studio wrestling was studio wrestling and studio and, wrestling. And like let's and the like the whole main creative force in David Lagana, he's no longer with the company due to recent allegate like that whole speaking out movement. So <laughs> God knows the the like the possible creative direction for this company. So I mean, at least this is a direction for NWA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just looking over. I'm just looking over something from the United Wrestling Network. So, to, so premiering Tuesday, September fifteenth oh. at nine p.m. Eastern, and will originate live from Thunder's Long Beach studio. 
Studios. This unprecedented new series will, will be a grand showcase of acclaimed talent and competitors from all regions and different promotions across the globe in their quest to settle real life feuds. You know, you're really, okay. you're really pushing it when you so, say real life. So they're taking people from different promotions and promoting them from there. So it looks like you'll get somebody from, it says like, you could see someone from Chicago's freelance wrestling or even fighters from New Japan Pro Wrestling's LA Dojo versus West Coast Pro Wrestling. So it's kind of like an interbrand promotional i mean it sounds kind of cool like yeah people, no it's 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 a, it's a noble idea and it's you have team mentalities at that point too you know like i represent west coast pro uh and i represent you know it's a freelance actions it's a, it's a tried and true way to get a roster over in wrestling yeah and it really gets a lot of these independent guys uh more of a platform i mean their platform is getting bigger and bigger i wonder Whatever work, man. Honestly, I in, in if, these trying times, I wonder if the platform will ever get over flooded with wrestling. You know, who knows, man? Who knows? Um, speaking of which, um, the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament. Did you watch it yeah. this week? I watched a little bit of it. I I missed. I kind of missed the boat on this week, but I heard Dasha was okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Dasha. Um, was it Dasha and Rachel Ellering versus God, uh, Eva Lisa Diamante and Eva Lisa and Diamante? Who? Uh, a question. Didn't a couple weeks ago when they were facing off, uh, they were mentioning, "Oh, these these two have fought each other. They fought together. They were a tag they didn't team. Choo- they didn't choose to be partners, Corey. No, no. They said they were a tag team before. Now yeah. cut to this tournament. There, the whole thing was, oh, these these two have never tagged before. They fought all around the world, but they've never tagged before. I didn't catch that. So I mean, well, you should. Well, yeah, I guess. Was. I guess yeah. that's that's quite a. Yeah, it's but quite an oversight. It's something, and then you. So um, who said it, Veda or um, or I think Tony? Because Shiv- I can, I can understand Shivani making that mistake. I think it, I don't know. I think it might have it's been a Shivani. Tape. It's yeah. taped, so why would they include it? I yeah. mean, they yeah. had they no. had the power to edit it out. It's it, not it, like it's a thing. Maybe, maybe they just. I mean, who the hell would ever record something and just put it out there without ever, you know, replaying it and just edit all the mistakes that you possibly could have. Who the fuck would do that? I was thinking about how to do a Jim Cornette impersonation right there, but I just decided not to. Uh, the, also, we have saw on that AEW. Good call. <laughs> we saw on that AEW Dark Show the debut of Big Swole's Lil partner, and I say Lil because it was corrected. Um, uh, Lil Swole is now uh, she debuted. Um, Nicole Savoy of yeah, here she was a really big standout. I didn't get to watch it because I only caught up to Dude. the part where Dasha. If you watch, yeah. if you watch it on YouTube live, everybody on the chat was just like, "Sign little swole, sign little swole, sign little swole, sign little swole." Everybody. Uh huh. Yep. And just uh, fucking hey, great. Bear in mind, this week's dynamite was live. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just that's uh, we'll get there, but. Um, <sighs> but let's see. Uh, so a little bit about Nicole Savoy. Uh, she does wrestle out of shimmer. She likes Halo. She likes One Punch Man. She she's she's a she's a gamer. She seems, she's she's always been pretty cool. Always been pretty nice to me. Out of Sacramento, California, I believe. Uh, you tra- ever had a wrestler be mean oh. to you, Corey? Tra- uh, not, Don't bury anybody. Okay. Just say yes or no. Ye- not mean, but like came off kind of weird. I was just like, all right, that was kind of fucking rude, but whatever. All right. So okay. yes. Yes, they have. Okay. Uh, and uh, and it was funny. They weren't even w- WWE guys were nicer than this guy. Um uh, so let's see. Nicole Savoy trained by Michael Modest, uh, Rich Myers, Earl the Pearl, 
APW's own Mike Modest. Yeah, and Oliver John. Uh, she debuted in 2011. I know she wrestles a lot out of uh, Pro Wrestling Revolution in uh, San Jose, California. Well, they do it around the Bay, but yeah. Cool. So yeah, uh, check it out the show. If you haven't watched it, check out uh, Lil Swole and Big Swole uh, beating, um, was it the team of the librarian and someone I don't remember. I forgot that one. But anyways, uh, the final What do you think of this tag team tournament so far? Mm. I mean, there's not much to work with, like, in terms of, like, generating an opinion, but I feel like... You know what I like about it a lot is that they're giving people paychecks. That's really so, cool. yeah, I mean, sure. I, I mean, yeah, like, look at... like. I'm glad there's catering. I'm glad someone's working. Yeah, I, catering's working, you know. Uh, these these wrestlers who probably might not they're not wrestling a whole lot of dates now because of travel issues and all that you know they're it's it's good for them to get a chance to go work and be able to yeah show, I mean, showcase. You know, what do you think of this tournament this tournament i mean if we're just strictly talking about performers i think there's a lot of potential with anna jay and tay tanara conchi um i do the I mean, they did announce that the finals are going to be on the 22nd of the dynam the the, dyna- the 22nd show on uh, Dynamite. Yeah. So at least at least that's getting a bit of a shine on television. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dasha, she, I mean, considering that was her very first match ever, yeah. uh, there sure was a like sure good that there. Yeah, there she sold pretty well. They, she has. She has something in the ring. She's definitely not nothing. You know, there's some. Yeah, there's something to mold to. You know what I mean? She wasn't that like believable. Like you could tell. Like she, like inside of her, she had a huge smile the entire time, and she's just like, "Oh my god, I'm doing this. Yes, this is awesome." It's like it's 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 like it's like um, wrestling fantasy camp. It's like she's given the Ronda Rousey treatment, (laughs) except you know, cool. They should have that. Except she was not champion, Um, but. It makes you really think that, like, it, may, it really makes you think, like, what, how depleted do they think they have as far as women's wrestlers are concerned when they have to use Dasha? You think they wanted to use Dasha because she was on Titan Games? Do you think she needed, they needed, or you think they just kind of had no choice and like, oh, shit, uh, Dasha, you're you in. Well, I don't think it was just Dasha, you in. Because she's been training for quite a while now. She's been training for what over two years. So um, for sure. her to be for her to be training that long, and I know she wasn't building to this, but I'm sure they were like, she's been training a lot. We have all these spots open. I'm sure they someone just clicked. Was like, hey, Dasha, do you want to job out? <laughs> I mean, you're an announcer. You, you should lose anyways. You shouldn't. Out my back, but I'm still happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, so the finals of the uh, the, the the finals, the semifinals. Yeah, they're semifinals. They're semifinals. Uh, Eva Lise and Diamante versus Ty Conti and uh, Anna, Anna J and uh, Brandy and uh, God, what's her name? Allie versus Big Swole the, and the Lil Swoles. Swole. The Swoles. The Swoles. You know, one thing I don't know if anyone caught this. Swole sisters. The the Big Swole came out with the glass uh, Devon Dudley glasses. All right. So I loved how it was kind of like this Dudley boy gimmick where they were like, I'm big swole, it's low swole, we're sisters. But it was kind of like, the, it, it was just, it was cool. And then you could tell they were having so much fun in there. So Did they do a 3D? Did they? I don't think so. They was shouldn't. there a testify? Uh, well, uh, all right. Oh, yeah. God, I 
hope they didn't do that move. I mean, whatever. If they can do it, they can do it. Anyways, uh, and uh, one last piece of news I think we should we, we should just, we should talk about just real quick because uh, we didn't get to talk about it earlier in the week. Uh, and Kamala passed away earlier this week. James Harris, uh, who, like we said, best known for his role in WWE and Memphis uh, as Kamala, passed away at the age of 70, um, apparently due to complications with COVID-19. Uh, you know, that's just... Uh it's a terrible way to go, honestly. It uh, didn't have to go this way. And, yeah, it's a bummer. He well, he, he was um, he suffered he was from diabetic. He's diabetic, and he actually had he both his both his legs amputated. Yes, he was a, a double amputee. Jesus. And uh, yeah, it, it's just it's unfortunate, you know, that it happened. Um, I'm I wasn't shocked. Kamala is, I think, one of the people that, like, when I think of wrestling as a child, like Kamala is like right there next to Hulk Hogan, and I I hate to. You know, I, I don't like to praise Hulk Hogan, but he's just somebody that I remember from when I was a kid. So, I guess this is a generational thing, yeah. Corey, but go on. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Kamala was right there and just, and it's funny because like Kamala was a heel at first, but I, I always remember, I was, I was always face run Kamala, you know, I was always with like Kamala being the awesome, like he was the Ugandan giant and he would come in and do his dance. Uh, but he was a face and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And our condolences, you know, do you, do you, the Kamala's before your time, correct? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't really have much memories concerning him. All I can remember was to me, he was just kind of one of those wrestlers where the gimmick is just problematic as fuck. When you think about oh, it, who doesn't speak. Oh, yeah. Who's who, the sat, the, the foreign savage, uh, the racial sla- savage. Yeah. Um, it really, it really tackles on a bunch of stuff that just doesn't age well. But hey, it drew money, and Especially that's in the 1980s. What, that's, that's that's what moved the needle back then. Um, oh, and don't get don't, not don't. To ju- and not to justify and but not not to justify it for you know for that being a reason of why they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to deny to deny the very existence is no better than you know. Yeah. That's what that Warner Brothers. That's what I'm just basically just reading off that Warner Brothers warning whenever they show racist cartoons. Yeah, I no, I, it, uh, Kamala. De- I mean, the gimmick. Yeah, he's a, definitely a part of history. You're definitely right about that. No, I will say this: the 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 savage the from the savage from another country, Uganda. especially from Uganda in time of the 80s. You know, they definitely did play off the racial stereotypes, and uh, but. Uh, James Harris definitely did play the role. You know, he played this role of the heel and then he played a face and he did a good job at it. You know, he, he was good. He wasn't the best wrestler, but he was, did a good job at his, everything he was given and got to miss the guy, you know? Yeah. 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 And again, also COVID take it fucking seriously. Wear a damn mask. I don't, Give a fuck if you. Sorry, I don't, I'm gonna lay into something for a second. It's something I saw on right our, on there. On, I saw on our Instagram today. I don't care if you're left wing nut job, if you're right wing nut job, wear a fucking mask. That's all. It's like it's it's you, you're all. politicizing wearing a seatbelt at this point. That's all. No, that's all. I don't want to get too into it. I'm just saying. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Not like I'm calling anyone out, but anyways, uh, Batista he he called a bunch of people out. Uh, anyways, let's uh, go to. Yeah. At CWR415, Instagram. There you go. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. Let's get right into it. AEW Dynamite, Michael. 
Dynamite, dated August 12, Dynamite. 2020. Um, I'm only going to say this because of this week. Uh, our movie of the week was Mad Max Fury Road. Great fucking movie. What do you think? Have you seen that movie, Corey? Do you know what the lead-in for NXT is? It was... <laughs> it's NCIS. That's always, that's always no, the lead-in. No fucking it's, ne- wonder. it's never a movie. No, hold on, hold on. No wonder... The fucking 50 plus demo is perfect. That's Young Bucks. If you're listening to me, you want that 50 plus demo. You got to have NCIS lead you guys in. It's a good point. I Just mean, saying. It's, 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 it's most likely a USA thing. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure WWE is trying to, you know, is asking, begging for USA to have a pretty good, to have like a meaningful lead in. They're like, can you at least put Psych on before us or, or what? What's the other one? Monk. Suits. No, what was the one where they were like? Um, They're uh, all the same to me. Was like Corey, a spy, the USA show. The guy who was a spy. Um, he's like burn notice. There you go. I think that's what that was. AEW. Yeah, Dynamite. Mad Max Fury Road. Have you seen that movie? No. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. What? Okay. Um, we could go twenty minutes, but I think it's one of the greatest action movies of all time. It's, but it's, I digress. It's just a lot of nonsense. Hell of an ending. Hell of an ending. People are inhaling it's spray act, paint. Uh, shut up, Corey. You're not going to have a platform to spread your Mad Max Fury Road hating on this podcast. Who inhales <laughs> spray paint? No kidding. It's Tag Team Appreciation Night. And, oh boy, first thing we see, fucking fans. And I know they've been doing this for weeks, but I feel like this is the first time like they've showed off, showed this off. Yeah, Michael, these are good fans. They're all doing it. Explaining the rules. And JR assures us that. They're playing by the rules, and I was immediately taken for at least for the first like fifteen minutes of the show. I was a little bit just separated yeah. from this show. You know what's gonna be funny is all the wrestlers getting used to it again. What do you mean? Like I think a lot of guys are starting to get used to having no fans, and, and I think some. And I'll bring and they up, try to and they try to work that to their advantage, mm-hmm. but now now they're starting to get fans back. I think, and we'll get into it later when when it happens. So. Yeah, no, but like that, it was literally all I could think about. Like it was yeah. just like you fucking like Taz cut a shoot promo, well, quote unquote shoot promo on how John Mox like how they're not a sloppy shop, and then I don't know, it just just sort of just came off super arrogant. What do you like? What do you think? Like showing fans, like, this is, I we're, think we're in in fucking Florida of all places as well, and I, I just like I, I was think just this like is a discussion Dude, that's what's like, going on. This is a big discussion. That's it's just it's it's so different. Who you ask, where you ask, and I know there's government guidelines, and that's what I follow. And I try to stay six feet away from everybody at all times. I try to wear a mask when I'm when I'm closer to somebody than that when I'm in public. Uh, that being said, uh, we have the pleasure of being in California. Oh, well, not well. Yeah, well, we well, don't. Have, we it have doesn't the matter. It doesn't matter. People California. in Florida can do that too. People in Florida can be smart. But and, that's kind of the problem. Florida is a fucking hotbed for the co- for the COVID, and it's just like to show that. And they're trying. They they're trying to have it both ways of being like responsible, but then also showing irresponsibility of just letting people in. And I know they don't just let anybody in. Like you have to be well connected yeah, within and, AEW to get in. And you. But then the thing is, uh, somebody. Like somebody said, like they only do temperature checks. They only like and and that the was, tests aren't was, mandatory. That was, that was a couple months ago, and no, the, 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 uh, somebody like a member of the audience just tweeted out that the, was the, that the, recently because like, I remember this like this specific- very show. Dude. Okay, because I thought I remember something specifically um, happened a few months ago where it was the same show that Will Hobbs debuted on, but I remember somebody tweeted that out. Um, no, it's just it. <laughs> It's hard, man, because like it's one of those things like 
uh, with a small crowd like that, you really can control them more. You can, you can control, Hey guys, you know, like this, this group, a, you guys are going to use the bathrooms all the way over here. Group B is going to use the bathrooms all the way. You know, you really can keep control over the situation as opposed to a giant crowd. Okay. I was trying to cite the tweet where it showed where it's where this person was, this individual was saying that tests were not mandatory, but lo and behold, just conveniently that tweet got deleted. (laughs) So I can't even cite that tweet. That, wow. that I just attributed. So that goes to show. It was from Jesse Davin, I think. So oh, it says, party- okay, I, got, I, I think I got a screenshot here. Parties were grouped together and socially distanced between each group. They had it planned out beforehand. Do not let the camera fool you. I felt very safe and so did my husband. I just don't know, man. Now, I know they've been doing this for a while, but I, I just think they showed it. And now I'm just like, per- perception is reality. Yeah. In my opinion. And then, like, people, like, they, they, they don't. Cody, like I think Cody said in his interview, that doesn't exist anymore. But I kind of disagree on that regard. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. But I digress. The Young Bucks versus the Dark Order, represented by Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Is uh, right oh, sorry, is Jr. a Batman fan? I'm sure he is because he, every isn't? every time he brings up Stu, don't call him Dick Grayson. Yeah, I think that was just like a play on every play on his name. Every single it well, it's a Batman reference. Yeah, it's not the only Batman reference we got in this show. Okay. Yeah, Dark Order just immediately Pearl Harbor's bucks before they do the entrance. Like, like honestly, a pretty efficient way to save time. Um, (laughs) I see these guys get their work boots on. I like I. It's just one of those things I just can't follow it with notes. They they build heat on Matt, focusing on the back. Yeah. uh, The same injured back that he's had for like nearly a decade now. (laughs) I think that's a worked injury though. That's got to be exact. I mean, it's what more can you say? Yeah. Uh, Silver and Reynolds appear out of nowhere and surround Matt, who escapes by crawling under the ring. Matt does a poison runner, then a hot tag to Nick Jackson, then does his hot tag shit where he just fucking just goes hog wild on everybody. Like he like and to a point where he just goes up to the camera and says, best comeback in the business. He's not wrong. Uh, assisted Swanton to draping Uno from Nick for a two count. Cannonball Santon combo from Uno and Grayson for a two count. So Grayson summons Reynolds, Silver, and Alan Angles, Angels to Matt to the ramp. So to prevent Matt from going into the ring, they just like they just carry him all the way to the to mm-hmm. uh, the entrance entryway. And so Grayson uses the numbers advantage, but then Nick does a sunset roll up on Grayson for the pin and win. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, it was a bit sh- on the short side. I Wait, kind he did of a sunset him. flip on. Oh, he does oh. a sunset. Ro- so so Nick does a sunset roll up on Grayson for the pin and win. Okay, 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 gotcha. Just out of, it was just an out of nowhere flash finish, and I, you Seems know, like a story of the night. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, there was plenty of finishes throughout this match where I thought, where I thought were a bit, let's say, less definitive. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say, but and then the, and I'll argue the one definitive finish in this match shouldn't have been definitive, and I think this is one of the matches where it should have been definitive. Yeah, if you if you if you, yeah, we'll get there, but yeah. Uh, what do you think? Evil Uno is slowly becoming one of my more favorite wrestlers. He's super underrated. He's incredibly underrated. His character work is so good. Like, I just, I love how he just acts with everyone in the ring. I love the way, he, everything he does. Like, he's not, he's probably not the best technical wrestler out there. He's not like a Kurt Angle. He's up there. But he's I'm not going to completely he's discount his, he's his well ability trained. in the ring. He's very well trained. I will say that. Well, I said Kurt Angle, you know, not everyone can be a Kurt Angle. Come on. 
not all of us can be a Kurt Angle, am I right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, no, he uh, he looks good. Stu great. I love, Dark Order's good, man. Yeah, they they have really they've really rehabilitated him. And but then, can you say that without watching being the elite? Probably. Uh, with with yeah. when I think about Evil Uno and I think of Stu Grayson, I think of them on Dynamite. When I think of Silver and Reynolds, uh, Long John Silver, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, um, then I they're think, more associated with being the elite. Exactly, then. exactly. But they really, they really, they did their work on Dark Order, and I and like I'm of the opinion that they. Fully legitimized those, I don't like legitimize those guys as you know mm. part of that roster. One thing I did instead want to bring just up being, instead of just being goons as fodder for the elite, like they're they really show it, man. One they thing, really show they stepped up in the ring. One thing you reminded me of right there is that I wanted to bring up I, uh, last week the AEW rating was like nine hundred thousand. Everyone this week is like, oh my god, it might break a million. I mean, uh, I thought so. Like with, with what they set up, it might break a million. Okay. And them starting, yeah. Uh, that being said. I feel like they are trying to explain things to maybe lapse fans or people just turning on for the first time. Because like they do that every week, though. No, it was more so this week because they were like, the Dark Order's here. Now there's more of them. And then they, they got some more guys and and they used to be bad. And they but, but now they're pretty good. And, you know, they got more people. I mean, they are bad, but then they're good in ring. I mean, that's they're not bad. what they're saying. You know, what I'm saying. Just, but yeah. it was just to me, it, it seemed like, OK. Cool. Like I, it's a lot of over explaining all that. Listen, dude, they're going to if they're doing that this week, get a load of the 22nd. If, if their fucking lead in is an NBA playoff game. All right. So like yeah. that, like as, as far as like, I'm not concerned about losing any possible view. I mean, yeah, there's reason to be concerned about not airing on Wednesday, but I I'm pretty confident on that number being pretty good on Saturday, considering they're following up with a with an NBA play-in game. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's going to have a lot of eyeballs, especially in like, especially when, you know, everybody's just all eyes on the NBA. Like yeah. that's, I think I'm pretty, I can, I, that should be a really big show. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a uh, good match. It ended a bit abruptly, but I feel like that's not the last time I'm going to say that throughout the show. Yeah. MJF walks in, shoves Lee Edwards aside, telling him to stay out of his shot and, didn't realize until the internet told me that this was actually a reference to yep, Samoa yep, Joe yep. shoving MJF out of his shot. Yep. I wanted, I, I was, I was kind of hoping you didn't bring it up, but I wanted to bring it up. I, yeah, that, that I'm was stealing your heat, bro, brother. Oh my God. I, the fact, cause I just saw this the other day for the first time and I was like, Oh, Samoa Joe thing. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. And then it happened this week where who was the guy playing the, es- the escort Lee Edwards, Lee Edwards. He walks in front of me and goes, get out of my shot. But even though Samoa Joe didn't say it in the clip, you could tell Samoa Joe was legit pissed at the time. Like, get the fuck out of my shot. And I feel like MJF just wanted to do that because now he's he feels like he is in that position now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, which is great, which is like a very earnest, earnest character, like an earnest story beat for his character development, which I thought was great. AEW is slowly turning into the popular kid who just kind of takes shots at everyone all the time, you know. And I didn't know that um, if had I not known that, like had I not known that Samoa Joe reference, if the Internet just didn't tell me about that, I would have just assumed that they're building to Lee Edwards versus MJF. And they still can. There's still plenty of time. He could screw Um, him out of something. He could screw him out of the match. Yeah. Anyway, 
uh, we get interviews asking who's the best tag team. Um, this, this happens throughout the show, but then they first they ask Kenny Omega uh, and Adam Page, and Kenny says the Young Bucks, Young Bucks, which weirds out Adam Page. Like he just gives them a look, and then they just like, and Kenny just legitimately says that the Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world. And, so yeah. uh, this is tag team appreciation. I Michael, who is your favorite tag team of all time? All time, all time, man. I'm putting you on the spot there. I'm not much of a tag team, dude. I'm I'm kind of like Vince McMahon in this regard. But ah, if I, well, I if, no, 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 there, I. Fuck, man, you're really putting me on the spot here. But I, I, I have a soft spot for who was that team? <laughs> who yeah, I don't. I can't. I really can't think of anything right now. Uh, was uh, how much of a tag team? The Mounties. Guy. I mean, I could say I could say the Dudley Boys, but that seems like a like a cop out. I could say Edge and Christian. I mean, I could say is, I mean I could I, say I could say the American Males. I well, I could I say mean, Harlem Heat. If everyone says the American Males, um, honestly, I could say I could say three count for me. That's the thing. I know tag teams, but for then me, I just don't have particular. You know, fondness yeah. of it in general. I'm like Vince McMahon in that sort of way. I, I'm, I'm more of a classic one v one person. I grew up during the Attitude Era, and the two teams that stick out in my head the most are um, the Hardys and uh, yeah. the Outsiders. Yeah. See, I'm trying. Like speaking of Outsiders, I'm trying to like deviate. Like I can't. I can't give you like a like a hipster internet darling answer. Like the Eliminators <laughs> is pretty cool. Yeah. ECW. Uh, Mr. Mm, Wrestling 2 and, and Mr. Wrestling 3 tagged for a little while. and Like the Von Erics. They're, I mean, they're considered a tag team. The uh, the Heart yeah. Foundation. But you said, who was your first? I mean, I honestly, I would say the Young Bucks are my favorite tag team. I, I said Hardys are, um, are outsiders. You know, like they, I didn't really give a shit about tag team wrestling until the Young Bucks, you know? Yeah. And like they really, they like when the, once the history books are like really just written like this, it, you, you could, you have to pinpoint those two guys and Red Dragon. I got, you got to shout outs to my boy, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Come um, on, you can't interchange Red Dragon with some Undisputed Era members. I mean, that's what yeah. they pretty much did. Dude, yeah, no, legit, like Young Bucks, Red Dragon, that ROH, like during those days in ROH, like that's really was the pinpoint of me giving a shit about tag team wrestling. No. Like, I'll I'll take that. Yeah. Well, for me, it was the uh, it was the first the tables, ladders, and chairs match, Hardys and the Dudleys. Yeah, uh, it was just I think it was just a ladder. That match. was a defining moment for a lot of people. And it was just like I remember watching. I'm just like, oh my god, Jeff Hardy really, yeah. on the top doing this. Yeah, anyways, everyone's seen it a million times. <laughs> I associate Jeff Hardy more with the WrestleMania 2000 from the stands, Swanton front like the Swan the Swanton bomb from the stands. I remember all like legitimately that blowing me away more than most. That's the one in WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I'm mentioning. But anyways, but anyway, yeah, Kenny says the Young Bucks weirds out Adam Page. Kenny, hey, honestly, Kenny Omega and Adam Page like they they got a shot at tag team of the year. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, they they legit. I feel I feel like I can't think of anybody like better than them. Street right now. profits are just right up right behind them. I mean, they're not bad. Like I know, oh, no. like the I know you joke, but like they're not bad. MJF comes out. I mean, they're not they're not tag tag of the year, but you know what I mean. Yeah, MJF comes out with his podium again. Uh, he tells the audience to use the hashtag MJF2020 and hashtag Not My Champion. Uh, before he starts a speech, he tells Nina to smile a little bit. 
Uh, he asks Nina to summon a poll saying MJF is plus 500 and Moxley is minus 1,000, where it just shows like a like it just shows the states and it's just all in favor of MJF. Numbers don't lie, man. Numbers don't lie. Yep. He references Scott Steiner and TNA saying the numbers don't lie, but he doesn't say it spells disaster for Moxley at sacrifice, which understandably so. Uh, he says Mox doesn't care about you because if he did, he'd be here tonight. He's met. Um, but MJF is willing is man enough to admit that he'll take responsibility for Moxley's actions because deep down Moxley is afraid of him. Yeah. Mox is in uncharted territory as MJF is undefeated. MJF then lands, then lays on the ring as the camp. So yeah, he lays on the ring to do pretty much like try to do like a favor for Moxley. Well, cause he did that like inside uh, reference where he says, Oh, I'm not gonna be one of those guys that just has that looks at the, the lights for you. He goes, but then he lays down and he goes, well, here, does this make and, me more comfortable? Are you going to come out now, John? And so when he does this, I'm going to tell you the one person who was not comfortable. And that was the fucking cameraman trying to set up the zoom shot for MGF because when they were trying to set up the shot, they were zooming in to a section of it can only zoom into a section of the ring that has nothing to do with MJF and they yeah. and you could tell they tried to have a control they were trying to control the camera with it like with some joystick because god knows there's no there's no cam, there is no cameraman up, though that is willing to go up there no and so well, they, I, thought, like, I thought it was some new rig cam or some, or some new yeah it was like a rig cam it just wasn't willing to go down at the level yeah. that they needed so maybe MJF mixed his mark in the ring or it, it just looked really awkward, and so and so they just cut out of it plenty of times, and then like they they tried it so many times to a point where they just gave up on it, and they just had a cameraman on the ring, and MJ, and they just signaled to MJF to stare at that camera. Yeah. So, he, uh, MJF calls Mox a, a dog chasing cars. He wouldn't know what to do with one if he caught it, which is a reference to Joker from The Dark Knight. He um, one of the more memorable lines from that movie. Um, he tells him to fork the keys to a new leader to someone who's better than him, and he knows it. Well, and real, he knows better. Real quick, I just saw a tweet from Jericho ten hours ago: "Make America MJF again." He's in support of the heel. Well, that's what the heel does. Yeah. Uh, Moxley's music plays, and MJF panically tells his staff to cut off any possible entrance that Moxley could possibly be in. But alas, Moxley comes through the entryway, which. Which is to the surprise of everybody, and in doing so, and, and he beats uh, he beats MJF down. He gives him an elevated paradigm shift. Pretty kind of looked like the Death Rider, like what he does in New Japan. And uh, yeah, Mox grabs the mic, says they're not even, and that on September fifth, he'll teach MJF a lesson in humility, and it's going to be a very bitter pill to swallow. As John Moxley just exits, he just exits through backstage, and we get a very nice Tony Khan cameo. <laughs> In the back, yeah. Did you see Tony Khan? He was just in his shorts. He's like, "Hey, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lift weights with Cody. I'll be right back." <laughs> you see how buff that guy's getting? Tony Khan? Yeah, he's getting shredded. You know, you're dude. Around, I mean, you're around buff dudes. It kind of just, you know, it kind of just gets on. Oh, you, I know. Man. I know. I I'm just pointing it out. He's getting shredded. Uh, we end the segment as MJF complains about his neck. What'd you think of this segment? Ow, my neck. Uh, no, it was good. Uh, the one thing I, I I'm starting to annoy me about my NJF is that it's just everything he fucking says. It's just oh, insider reference, insider reference, insider reference, insider reference, guys, insider reference. It's just like, all right, I I get it. You know, like I didn't really get I didn't really get it off of this this week. 
like the I, whole, you know, like, you know, like, oh, staring at the, I mean, staring at the lights, like you can, you can use that outside of kayfabe. Like, that, yeah, staring at the lights is a literal meaning of somebody who's, you know, knocked out, who's like, who lost a match and is laying down and is unable to get up. They're right. Staring but he said, at, they're proverbially staring at the lights. I, That's not exactly just an insider term. That's, right. But he said, I'm not, term. he says, I'm not one of those guys who's just going to look at the sky for you. Yeah, Meaning, that's just that's I won't just a job out like, to you. Uh, it's more just a metaphor at that point. Uh, sometimes like, not gonna give up. When he said that, I just I, I got Russo vibes, man. I got mm. I got I did. No, no. If you're if if he was if you if they were gonna do if he was going if you were getting Russo vibes, like the only one the only way they would possibly get Russo vibes is if the, he says, um. God, I'm trying to remember that podcast. I mean, if he just he, if he drops a good shit. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't well, think AEW Dynamite. I don't think they're not there yet. And then also just the thing with the Samoa, like push, like pushing the uh, the guy to the side, just like he, Samoa Joe did with him. It's just so like a wink and a nod to the internet fans. Like remember it's that, not, guys? I don't know. I didn't have a problem with that at all. Man. I didn't have a problem with it at all. But at a certain point, all these winks and nods to the internet community and to these hardcore fans like myself, it's just like okay, I, I get it. I get it, dude. You don't need to say like a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's the stone cold truth and I, I things mean, I like think that. that was- I, I, that's just what I think is what I'm saying. And I, I think he calmed down a little bit on it. But, but you like it, and a lot of other people like it too. So I'm not. What can I say to that then? You know? Can you say uh, Matt Hardy interview with Alex Marvez? He brings up the Sammy chair spot, and he won't wait until the 22nd, which is a Saturday. Did you see the slow mo? To- Oh yeah, it was oh bad. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean they. Bad. I mean, uh, there were reports that Sammy Guevara just got like a stern talking to after that spot, which you know he's already in thin ice, like already as is. Like he was just he's pushing his luck. It's funny um, too because if you go back and look at the um, the footage, Sammy he, like hits him with a chair, and then all of a sudden he's just like, "Yeah, Matt, take that." Oh shit! What have <laughs> I? What did I do? Yeah, oh, F you, Matt. Yeah. Anyways. Oh great! So yeah, he's so mad that he beats up Mike Posley, who similarly dressed, who's similarly similarly dressed up as Sammy Guevara. And that's just like I like how I like how the like one of the referee, I, I think it was Paul Turner or Rick Knox, where he's like, "Oh my God, he beat up Mike Posey!" Yeah. It's like he's Kenny from South Park, and then like t- and then Tony Giovanni or Jr. just said it too, like that was Mike Posey. Oh my God! Which hey, you know what I'm. Again, it's just one of those things that AEW does where they're giving everybody a name, which is, you know, which is cool. Yeah. You know, try to make everybody an individual instead of just like this piece of meat. Yeah. Un- yeah. Unlike meat from WWE. Of course. Um, who was meat in WWE? Sean Stasiak. No. Yeah, it was in WCW. Yeah, he was Sean Stas- Was He was, no, he was meat in WWE. That's when he was with Terry, okay. right? Terry and Jacqueline. And he was he was called meat. Oh, that's- that is true. That is very true. <clears throat> Excuse me. Scorpio Man. Sky versus Cody for the TNT Championship. Scorpio Sky kicks a no attendance door down. I, I don't get it. Did he, you get this? He's he's knocking the door. Down. I I feel like it's 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 yeah. I don't know. It was kind of cor- he, was kinda corny. Older. Just like Scorpio Sky. I like him. Come on. He's I, awesome. I like him too. Um, just, he's a bit on the. You know what? I'll just say it right now. I think Scorpio Sky. Um, He's the type of dude, like, and Grant, and he's, let me be clear, like, this guy is 37 years old, but to me, he comes off as a guy who 
you ever play an open world video game and Grand Theft Auto? There's no, no, no. Like let's say Spider Man. That was a game you very much played, right? I remember yes. you 100%ing that. Scorpius guy is a guy yeah. who is pretty much Spider Man two hours into that game. You know what I mean? Like you gotta level him up. You got like his. He needs a more defined offense. He needs to be a little bit more seasoned. And when I say seasoned, like I start to realize, like this dude is 37 years old, and for him to not find the proverbial it at this point in his career. Well, he's been a tag team wrestler for what the better half of the last 10 years. Like if anything, that should you know that should that 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 all the more should season you up a bit more. But yeah, no. Tag team wrestling is not singles wrestling by any stretch, but you would think that he would have a bit more progress. Yeah. I just don't think he just, he's just not that dynamic enough, especially to be TNT champion. I feel like sometimes Cody is the exact same way, man. Like if Cody wasn't like have the name and character work of Cody, maybe that's what, maybe that's what uh, Scorpio Sky needs is just better character work. Cause he is a little bland, but I think, but I think Cody, like he does, but I think his offense is a little bit more defined in a sense that, you know, what you're getting into with a Cody match. Like I still don't, but you see what Cody really is kind of going for, which is yeah. like that eighties Ric Flair kind of style with Scorpio Sky. I just, to me, I think he just does like he, he just kind of has a bland move set. And I do, and I think he's been on the bland side in general. And yeah. I like, I, I get it. Like people were really excited about Scorpio Sky and the fact that they, you know, representation matters. Like they cut the commentary, kind of hammered home, like how cool would it be? Like Scorpio Sky is one of the first African American AEW like champions in this company, and for him to be a world champion would mean the world. And so, I mean, I get like, it, well, you but it is one of the first. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. And so I made that distinction. It's just, to me, it's, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I was just not sold on the guy. And apparently they they weren't really either. But yeah, uh, Cody, his entire Nightmare family in the newly minted TNT championship with gold. What do you think of this title? Uh, Oh, the title looks beautiful. I know. I saw you shaking your head. I'm like, I'm shaking my head at Cody, man. Okay. Uh, I mean, Uh, you want me to wait until after the match? I will say I'm going to say this right now. Just Roberts calls Cody the prince of pro wrestling. So he's totally not a heel. You guys just him calling himself the prince of pro wrestling. Totally not a heel. And then Justin Roberts goes on to introduce one Mike Chioda yeah. coming back for uh, coming back fresh off from uh, from being laid off in WWE. It's, it's good to see him. You think he's going to be a permanent fi- uh, fixture in AEW? Yeah, yeah. He's all elite. I think he's all. I think Mike Chioda's all elite. Okay. Uh, Nightmare Family goes goes to the back, but Orange stays. Cody outstrengths Sky and just flexes in front of him again. Not a heel. Uh, they tease a countout. Both men beat like so. They tease a countout, but both men beat the countout as they were beating on each other on the outside. Uh, weird sentence. So Cody alluded earlier in the week that his ribs hurt. So naturally, Sky fucks those ribs up. Cody reverses a TKO into a crossroads, but Sky kicks out. Taz thought he was Dunsky. Uh, lots Dunsky. of pinfall. Yeah, lots of pinfall attempts from both men. Sky does a spear, two count. Cody continues to sell the ribs, and then Sky attempts like this sort of spring uh, springboard cutter, cutter, but Cody stops it and goes for mm-hmm. another crossroads. Pins Sky one, two, three for the clean finish. I wasn't really a fan of this match. No, I, I thought wasn't there either. was no build to that move. Um, there was no build to that finish. I thought it was kind of rushed. Um, I think Scorpio Sky just came off as just one of those, you know, 
Like he kind of just fu- and like even in the post match, he kind of just fucks off. And so I'm like watching this match, and I know I've been arguing for like in favor of Cody Rhodes, but then I've just kind of come to the realization that the only person I can think of that Cody put over throughout this entire TNT run was probably just Eddie Kingston at this point. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, dude. Uh, like I I know we're all like, oh, Cody, Cody's building up to a to a heel turn. Um, sorry. I mean, from in my recap, I'm he he kind of totally is. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, he, you know, he called the Prince of Pro Wrestling. He's defending. Um, uh, hold on. Uh, he's defending the title every week. He's, um, you know, eventually going going to be like, oh, I can't do this anymore. But it's just also, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. There was also something in the commentary that they kept on saying after Cody won was that, you know, Cody, like, if he was just an average wrestler, he'd just be wrestling once a week. But let's not forget, he's also the EVP. It's a he works all week and then he wrestles. And yeah. they really kind of just hammer in home that, you know, he he oh. just he works a full schedule. OK, I got he, it now. They they don't know like they don't know how he's going to do it. They don't know how he's just able to maintain this. And I so, think go on. Yeah. They try to and they try to like you know be have this sense of worriness for Cody of just like any po- any which way of possibility of a burnout on his side, and I think this I think they're honestly teasing you know a, a series of matches where Cody will just kind of try to take shortcuts because he's kind of being worn down by so many of these title defenses. Okay, so I feel like that's going to be the natural direction the of this. I kind of figured what I was thinking of. Uh, how's how are like you gonna turn one of the biggest faces heel? You know um, how how you you, my, you look, lie I, to the fans. You lie to the fans. I'm not gonna book myself to win. I want to win my titles. I want to earn my opportunity. I want to do this and that. And then eventually he wait, turns heel. Wait, I, I'm not gonna. I'm. What, can you repeat that? He says he said, I'm, I'm not going to win. I'm not gonna book myself to win. Just like when he was coming into the company, okay, everyone that, says, hold on, com- hold on, hold on, but saying, hold on. But no, but saying I'm not going to book myself to win, that just seems like that. there's a disconnect to saying that. Like, he, 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 I don't think, has he ever actually said that? Well, I think what going into AEW, him, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks all kind of came out and said, <laughs> we don't want to start a company where we're going to put ourselves over all the They've time. only said that sarcastically, you know. They kind of just said that, like, just to dismiss any criticisms right, of anybody saying right. that. But how many fans? Took, oh, well, they don't want to book themselves to win. You know, how many fans are going to take that for for its word? And Cody just saying, "Fuck that, I don't care." At a certain point, and you know, him losing the title and then turning around, putting the cross crossroads on somebody, restarting the match, winning the title back. Oh, that would be the ultimate heel turn. But remember how many people were, people were complaining that the elite were not booked strong enough? Well, uh, they were saying that about the Bucks. I don't think anyone was saying about Cody 17 and one this year, dude. I mean, they want to. Hey, listen, listen, they want to put over. They want to establish a hierarchy and they want to establish that Cody is at the top of this hierarchy. Yes. You know, and because what, what better just, way you get nothing like you're not going to get anything done if you're 50 50 book. You know, yeah. like if if they're go, they're they, they're going all the way with Cody, then they're going to go all the way with Cody. New Japan did I, a good 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 with so, Cody. So, dude, Oka- like, just remember how long it took for like, for for Okada to actually legitimately topple Tanahashi. Like, no, that I, was, said, I said with Cody. Story. I said with Cody. Cody doesn't have to be. I don't think Cody is to me a <laughs> world champion. I don't think he is. 
I, I don't think he's ever proven himself as. You don't like think a, he's world champion material? No, I don't. I'm sorry, I just don't. Like his, you're, you're 2017 wrestler of the year. Yeah. I, 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 I'm saying that material. right now in 2020. I don't think Cody Rhodes is world champion material. Do, do you remember how over that dude was going into full gear and that, like cutting those babyface promos? Yeah. Like I yeah. almost like Jericho was the right guy to win that match, but I would have not. I would have super not argued against um, dropping it to Cody. It was too early to book that match. I can say that. Yeah. But then for Cody to win that, like that was the natural storyline. Just him as a pure. It's just, you know, I saw a great. He's really good. I saw at a great being promo. a pure baby face. I, I think he's better as being a heel, but he's still really good I, at being a pure he's, baby. He's face. okay. As a, he's pretty good as a baby face. I just, there's parts of me that I just look at him. I'm just like, dude, you, like you are just like this, you know, you were raised kind of like rich and privileged and how, does that kind of translate to being a white meat baby face, you know? Uh, so, yeah. you know, uh, you- Brody appears with the old TNT title on the Tron and challenges him on the 22nd. He says, um, put respect on his name and I will take that gold TNT championship, but I will get, and then he whips out the old T- silver TNT championship and then just says, I'll give this to you when I'm done. And so, yeah. And sky just, again, sky just fucking walks away. So I don't know what the okay, fuck. Bye. Yeah. How much you want to bet? He's going to be on dark next week. <laughs> he is. Well, they call him the, the, yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. So we'll see. We'll see what to do with him. Yeah. Private party. They ask private party. What's his favorite tag team. They say the Hardy boys. And then we get a picture of Jeff and Matt, Jeff Hardy's dynamite debut. <laughs> Was it just like a, a was it a picture of like Jeff Hardy from like a fan's perspective from like, like it was just like them as kids? Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're like, well, this is Matt Hardy and his brother, Hardy. <laughs> Jurassic Express versus Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega for the TNT Tag Team Championship. Luchasaurus says hi to his mom and that it only took him 65 million years to get this di- dinosaur title shot. Um, good on you. And then Tony Schiavone, he really plugs next week's BTE. I think it was just, like the more I think about it, the more it was just him saying like, guys, watch BTE. And you know what? Guys, watch BTE. It's a great show and sure, yeah. you'll love Dark Order in it. They continue to be the best parts of that show. Did you watch BTE this week? I did. Dark Order. Still great. Uh, in ooh, fact, I feel ooh, like candy. it was one of the best. Ooh, candy. Oh my God. So stupid. In a good Uh, way. Marcus Stein. You got Frankie Kazarian all by himself watching real diligently with no Christopher Daniels, just by himself. Why why uh, why wasn't he in Cody's corner? Or not Cody, but uh, Scorpio Sky's corner. You know, your your buddy was Uh, just wrestling. Yep. Uh, Kenny and Jungle Boy, they they start things off. Marco Stunt then immediately gets on Kenny, and we get a DQ finish. No, we didn't. I was just trying to get your attention. Commentary puts over uh, that I Kenny's taking some of the match, but yeah. Uh, commentary puts over uh, that Kenny is taking too long for the tag and is dangerously keeping keeping himself in the match at the cost of his own shell. Hey man, stops the springboard arm drag that was botched from Jungle Boy and just smacks his shit, uh, saving the spot and just kicks Luchasaurus's face in, and that's why Adam Page is my favorite. Uh, v trigger and a snap dragon to Luchasaurus and then does it to Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy on the outside like these fucking looked dangerous dude like they, yeah. man I don't know how Kenny just does it without killing anybody that's why he's the best uh, Luchasaurus tosses Marco to Omega on the outside they both work on page kicks his shit in Omega prevents the pinfall buckshot feature combination two jungle boy titles retained really good match this would have been better with Excalibur on the helm because he was not here last week 
it's just it was just another one of these matches where I feel like, you know, you have Excalibur just saying the moves and putting it over, and the, but the, but you have Jr. just kind of not not making a mockery of it, but then he's also not really taking it seriously. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, it's, and he was kind of like this throughout the entire show, and it's sorry, just like I, I was cut off guard. I wasn't paying attention. What'd you say? And I'm just no, it's okay. Um, and it's just that Jr. Like God bless Jr. But he can't lead. You really oh, can't leave. Yeah, yeah, Excalibur. Uh, Ex- well, he's going to be back soon. It seems like he 20, was. 28th. Seems that's, like he was suspended the, to me. That's what it seems like. I don't but, know. So so ag- the actual report says that this was on. This was his call. Um, he They could have easily just kept him, but then he said, I'm just going to. Oh, you're giving me a face that like when I'm uh, that I'm lying. But. I, I don't think you're lying at all. I don't oh. think you would make up. Uh, I don't think you would make anything up to say. I think. I don't know if it was actually his call. Like, who's to say if it was really his call? What do you know? Or what? Sources. Versus what's being Corey? told to us. No, we could. I mean, I mean, that's what Meltzer said. So, since when does Meltzer ever lie? Never. Mm. Seth, I, Seth Rollins could talk a little something about that. God damn it, Seth Rollins. You hear what he said, right? We don't have to go into it, but. We talked about it a long Ooh. time ago. No, he said. Didn't you see? He said some new shit about uh, um, how. <laughs> I can't. Well, no, it's okay. About what? No, now I got. Now we got to know. Oh God, no! That's the thing. I kind of forgot what exactly what he said. My but, like he my just said on. another bootlicking comment that was like eight, that was just a long time ago, and I don't really get into it. Santana Ortiz messed with the best friend's bags and contents with and can, like, like they mess with the best friend's bags and then they just kind of throw away like what's in like they just throw their gear on the shower and they just like throw bleach all over it and then they just press the shower and they yeah. just you know yeah. dose it with water and uh, oh, yeah. those heels um getting clothes yeah. wet FTR and Young Bucks are out with Arn Tully and the Rock and Roll Express this is your tag team appreciation celebration Matt says the whole thing about Rock and Roll saying they're the original Bucks and name drops Sean and uh Marty Janetti. Uh, very very curious timing in name dropping Marty Gennetti. Uh, did they did, this week? Did, did it ever get? Brought they didn't back say up? Marty Gennetti. They just said Sean and Marty, and I'm like, <laughs> like Sean uh, and you know his partner Marty. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. I know you. I know you know. Yeah. I know, but you know. Dax Harwood then cuts his promo praising the rock praising rock and roll for getting able to work for laying the foundation for them to work in the business and what they did for tag team wrestling and to give him to give Dax the opportunities that he has to feed his family to, you know, do what he loves doing, you know, yeah. your standard wrestling, like, Oh, you guys did this. So I can do this kind of promo. Uh, Ricky Morton then gets on the mic and says the bucks are the top tag teams in the world. Like he specifically just points at the bucks being the top tag team in the world. Run of FTR. Yeah. Um, Arn set. And then Arn gets the mic. He says, he's not a guy to blow smoke. But puts over rock and roll and then calls them tag team of the century, which, you know, he pretty much just blew smoke. <laughs> no, but well, he says he speaks I mean, the truth. No, he says I don't, he doesn't blow smoke, but he speaks the truth. So, yeah. you know. uh, but says FTR is the best team in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Holy Blanchard then gets the mic and makes things awkward for everybody. He says, grabbed it out of Ricky. Uh, was it Ricky? Yeah, he grabs it out of Arn Anderson and he like no, totally he grabbed, was actually grabbed no, it from Ricky. Totally, Okay. Tully was actually Tully's again proves like how fucking good he is on the mic and he says Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time because he's got championship rings which got booze and I don't think 
a good portion of the AEW audience knows that Tom Brady he plays for Tampa. Jacksonville. Like I know that, but no, he doesn't play for he doesn't play in Jacksonville. He right. plays for Tampa. They're, they're but in then, Jacksonville. I mean, is there just like a regional rivalry? Uh, Raiders, like, just it, Raiders, Niners. I mean, I'm assuming so. I'm sure the I Chargers guess. and the you know the Rams. I guess yeah have some sort of rivalry. It's just you know but yeah. But he named off Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, because he's got championship rings and says both Bucks and FTR aren't the best because they aren't champions. He brings a good point. Tully brings up last year's All Out to Arn and says that he doesn't understand his deal with Cody as he points at the American Nightmare insignia on his vest. And then Sean Spears just awkwardly just slowly walks hey, and, like, into the room. You guys talking about me? What's going on? Nobody was talking about you, Sean Spears. Well, they, and no they, one they brought, continue, they brought his match. I mean, no one continues to talk does not talk about Sean Spears. Uh, Tully throws a punch on Ricky on and then a pull apart happens in which Dax Harwood tweaks his bad leg. I thought this was like. He was so good that I legitimately thought I bought it. I'll yeah. just say that. Yeah. And so Bucks are then trying to get Tully, Sean, Spears, and Arn Anderson to get like just you know, they're just separating everybody. Yeah. And then they're like out on the on the ramp. And yeah. then you see FTR slowly getting back up, removing the brace, and then they both of them just attack the Rock and Roll Express and they give Robert Gibson a shatter. No, they give Ricky Morton who's a blonde one. Uh, who's the, Ricky who's the white-haired one? Ricky Morton, I think. They give Ricky Morton a shatter machine, uh, or whatever that pile driver was called, and this is your heel turn. This is your official heel turn for FTR. I told you my Ricky Morton story, right? Uh, they He thinks you'd have a really... you. I do. You look, you look like Orange Cassidy. Yeah, he either worked me or he was having a senile moment. I honestly... He probably worked you. Yeah, but whatever. He can ta- if he can take a fucking shatter machine, he can work you. <laughs> Yeah, but then he could also be senile if he takes a shadow machine. You know what I'm saying? So. I see what you're saying, but I have faith that Mickey Morton is. Uh, are you telling me that a wrestler worked you? Anyway, hey man and Omega come out tend to rock and roll as we end the segment. But uh, this was the, I really like this segment a lot. Some might say it was the best segment in the show. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I like again. It's one of those things where like AEW just uses their old guys really well. Like they're they used this to elevate the talent that they have now. Like you, I really liked Tully Blanchard. Just really, just you really brought this whole thing together in how bringing up how FTR and the Bucks. Like you can't claim yourself as the best because you're not champions, and yeah. that you know that further cements the the tension that they could possibly have with hangman Mm -hmm. and Omega, because they're, they're all, all three of them are tight with each other, but at the end of the day, it's a competition and you can't claim yourself as the greatest because you're not champions. And I thought, and I, I really thought totally really brought that whole thing together. And yeah, Arn Tully, um, Arn Tully, Sean Spears, Sean Spears, FTR They're They just need one more dude. Who do you think Co- that one more dude is going to be? Cody. Cody? Some people are saying Omega. Mm, doesn't really doesn't fit. Se- doesn't really make sense. And it other, doesn't really fit. The other guys but, have like the Southern thing going on, and I think Cody would. An old-fashioned way going on. Like, they, like it seemed kind of, seemed kind of obvious, honestly. Like, shot, like the, again, Sean, Tully, and Orn, they just, they just leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, there you go. I, again, I really like this segment. 
Mike Kyoto is with Alex Marvez, in which Jericho pretty much teases a screw job finish. And I love I love Jericho's nickname for Mike Kyoto. You know what it is? Kiki. Kiki. Hey, you love Kiki. me. Kiki's delivery service, right? Uh, I, sure. I never heard of it, but you never heard of Kiki? Is. That's a. It's like a anime from like when I was a kid. It was like a major. Sure. Anyways, anime listeners, listen in. Sammy Guevara has his cue cards as yes, we um, go that. to picture in picture. I didn't take I didn't take notes on these. Um, we we'll picture in picture. Let's go. Yep. Restaurant. Well, he called this week. He called picture in picture restaurant quality, which yeah. is very great. Yeah. Chair man. Yep. Pretty sure the guys Arshita have versus Heather Monroe, and your weekly reminder that your women's division does indeed exist. Uh, it's a match like Sheeta, like she can't squash because she's a face. So Monroe gets a little bit of offense in. They plug AEW heels. Jared tells us he follows Sheeta on Twitter. I thought that was creepy, but he also talks about how much he, she works out, which is also creepy, mean, which is also creepy. Doesn't, but he doesn't plug her YouTube channel, unfortunately. Which, oh, she has a YouTube channel. What does she do there? Sheeta tube. What does she do there? Um, it's. I feel like it's just kind of a it like it's not a competition because I think she has her ten to one in uh, with it's pretty much like Oscar's channel. Oh yeah, Jared's not following that dude. Jared wants yeah. he wants to see the workout videos and he's gonna uh, I'm gonna click a like on that and uh, that's a good I like that pick. Go follow Sunner, you know, and, and Jr. Uh, Tony Pope. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sheeta counters a roll up with a Brock lock for the submission victory. So a uh, new submission from Sheeta. Yeah. Heather Monroe wrestles out of uh, Southern California. If you guys aren't familiar with her, she uh, wrestles also in Northern California, all around California, actually. California uh, scene. Yeah. California girls. They're yeah. undeniable. Yeah. Her and Nicole Tony, Savoy. Tony post match interview. She Sheeta says she's still waiting for a challenger. Bring it on. And she, she. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tony a Tony Schiavone interview with no interruption. That's way to way to subvert my expectations yeah. there. Less than ten minutes dedicated to the women this week. Um, you know, like hot off, no pun intended, hot off the heels, off the whole AEW heels criticism, uh, which you know to a point where Brandy had to quit Twitter. You really, I really felt hey. like they had an opportunity to really make a statement on their women's division this week, and they. <laughs> A, they either couldn't find enough time, or B, they just they just kind of had nothing, yeah. and it's 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 incredibly glaring. Um, and you see every post mentioning the women on AEW's Twitter account talking about how they're just not getting a fair shake, and it's just you would hope that AEW has that level of self awareness, but the this week in particular, you're starting to kind of you kind of see in how they're they're kind of just not able to read the room in that regard, and I. <laughs> It's disappointing. It's a little bit disappointing, and I think they they just got to do better. Yeah, I don't know what to say about the AEW heels thing. And you got to be fair a little. And and, and, and in, a, in the interest no. of fairness, like Statlander losing Statlander, losing Britt Baker, losing your international talent in Riho, Emi Sakura, Yuka Sakazaki, like COVID did them no favors whatsoever in that no. regard. And it's it's while it's understandable, I you can't really say that's an excuse. Like you work or you work around these things. That's, that's what you're kind of in the business of doing. You know, you have to, you have to find ways to turn negatives into positives. And they really did try. I, I can, I have a yeah, sense. They really did try with, you know, they had, they, that they had a sense of trying with Ivelisse and Diamante and just this, this tag team tournament. And it's just, but then they're also on YouTube or they're just, 
generally not great matches, which is, you know, which is too bad in and of itself. Like yeah. they're, I don't know. It's there. It's, it's more of a, it's, it's, it's just, I can't, I can't say anything else, but other than be just kind of just bummed out and disappointed, you know, you would think they would, they would really try, but I guess they just don't have anything for them. Yeah. What do you think? Again, less than 10 minutes dedicated to the women this week. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't really have anything to say about it. I, uh, yeah. Like, they don't have anything for nice Sheeta. Nice like, as plan. of right now, like, they don't really have anything for her into going into All Out. Like she said, bring it on. I'm sure it's going to be Nyla Rose. I mean, it seems like that's where they're heading. And, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Like, do you, do, will, can, will they run that back again? Like, they just, they did have they a got? match on Double or Nothing. What I else mean, they, like, they, we didn't even get anything from, like, we didn't even get anything in regards to Britt Baker or Big Swole. Like, we didn't even get any advancement on that week. Like, I guess I they, they were I just. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, then they got to figure it out, man. I, I agree. I, but I don't I don't have anything to say about it. I, we don't have the answers. Yeah. At least for that. Yeah. Uh, Jake the Snake is with Lance Archer, who kills dudes in the background yet again. And then he rips Jake's shirt and shows his back, which says, everybody dies. I thought this was weird, dude. Wait, I didn't see this. JR or uh, Lance Archer rips open Jake the Snake Roberts' shirt. So you get to see his love handles. I mean, like, God bless DDP yoga. He's really trying hard, but Jake's getting up there. You can only do so much. Yeah. So we have a shirtless Jake the Snake. Yeah. Um, they made him turn around, and on his back it's written, everybody dies. And that was pretty much it for the segment. I thought, I legitimately thought, like Lance Archer, he goes up to Jake the Snake and he says, "Did you, did you tell him? Did you tell him, Jake?" And I just thought, like, oh, they might have something for Lance Archer coming into the, like, coming into this week, coming into All Out or whatever, anything for Lance yeah. Archer. And then I was really disappointed when they just when he just rips up Jake the Snake's, you know, shirt and just showed everybody dies. It's like it's the same old song and dance with this guy. I think. He's another person that I, I I tried to use this term loosely, but he was he's kind of a victim to Cody. You know, he right out of the gate, he and him competing for that TNT title. That's one of the things. Loses too. and he's it's not like, over. It's like he's not getting over. You have to be fucking. You're gonna have to be Ric Flair to knock Cody off and to win the championship from him because he is not. Because you don't think because you don't think Cody is Ric Flair. I don't know, but what I'm saying is that I, I think that Cody's just not going to lose that title to like anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's been proven he's not going to lose it to Eddie Kingston, he's not going to lose it to Scorpio Sky, he's probably not going to lose it to Brody King. It's uh, not like he can't have rematches, like we, they could bring he honestly, Eddie Kingston seems to be like the like to me, the number one guy who's no, him and uh, Brody Lee, like I can see Brody Lee. Like I don't think so. Being, I think. Oh no! Here's the thing. I I I don't like fan again. I don't really like fantasy booking, but it would make sense that for for Cody Rhodes as a character to cheat his way out of that Brody Lee match. You know, take shortcuts. I think this is the match where you do it, and you would have Brody Lee just being fucking furious, and, and you, you like ten build to all right. out. Yeah, but yeah. Next Wednesday, part one of last year's All Out on YouTube. That's a. Uh, Oh, that's quite, nice. Yeah, just part one. That's cool, though. Yeah, you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, August 22nd, following the NBA playoffs at 6 Eastern. So get ready for a 3 p.m. Dynamite, Corey. Okay. You think you'll be able to watch it? What? Yeah. So we're going to, I guess, 
programming note for all of our listeners. Uh, so it's a Saturday. Saturday night, we will have a special episode of the B Show. It's going to be Dynamite <laughs> and NXT TakeOver Triple X. So you know Vin Diesel's going to be on the show. Um, uh, yeah, I would. it would be the put, worst show of all time. Can you put if like Diesel a Vin Diesel like... Like PNG picture. No, like everybody, a, everybody in the locker room is just going to have that tattoo on the back of their all, neck. They're all triple X. Um, so, so like I said, next week we will be back here um, to cover NXT. So we'll have a kind of a shorter show next Wednesday or Thursday. I kind of want to watch Takeover. What? Be on. No, never mind. What? Nothing. No. And uh, and then Saturday after that, we'll be back with a Takeover Dynamite show. So a dynamite takeover show. It's going to be dynamite. They, and they haven't announced anything for that. The week after for that dynamite, I, they gotta, they gotta do something big. You know, they're competing against a takeover or maybe they just take this on the chin. What do you think? And SummerSlam's the next day. And then like paybacks the next week and then all outs. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Hey, you didn't want to cover main roster for a reason. So you shouldn't be stressed. I, I started doing it again. So yeah, well, there you go. Are you a WWE Network subscriber? I don't want to talk about it. Okay, uh, you plead the fifth. Yeah, uh, August 22nd, uh, following the NBA playoffs at 6 Eastern, they announced FTR versus Private Party, yeah. Cody versus Brody Lee. Was there anything else I was missing? Because that's all I wrote for next week. I don't know. I feel like didn't I see it. didn't see that part, so... Hold on. I, I, now, uh, now I want to know. So now next you week, want to know. For... Great. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go all. I'm gonna go all Meltzer on you again. Go all out. Okay. Uh, yeah. So what we have here? Uh, no, I'm not gonna do Brian Alvarez because that would just be. I always thought we should do a show where we do it just like Brian and or you know Brian Alvarez and Dave. Meltzer. Oh, where I have to call you on the landline <laughs> three three minutes in after every show. I got Michael <sighs> back on the phone. Michael, what what do you think of AEW? Here's hope. Hey, how much do you want to bet it's gonna happen again? Uh, <laughs> anyway, main event: Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho, seven thousand dollar obligation match. Loser has to pay seven thousand dollars. I think it was just if Orange loses, he had to pay seven thousand dollars. Really? I thought it was I, just I seven thousand dollars. I don't, I don't on think the line. he won seven thousand dollars. I think he just won. I, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, you're more confident about that than I am. <laughs> uh, JR says Jericho's got fluid with him as he wears the orange jacket. Uh, again, JR, phrasing. Uh, orange starts with aggressive strikes, flying shoulder blocks. Orange does a hand in pocket dive to Jericho from the top. Jericho does the top rope rebound kick as he builds heat on orange. Delays yeah. vertical suplex on orange as we come back from the commercial. Orange plays possum by tricking Jericho into his no effort offense yet again. Again, tape study Jericho. Too busy being Match a fucking study. Idiot. Jesus Christ. No, he was too busy being a fucking idiot on St- at Sturgis. That's what he was doing. Um, which, yeah, whatever. Walls Jericho applied. Orange gets out of it. Ankle lock to Jericho. Jericho is about to use Floyd, but tells Mike Kyoto to turn a blind eye and do the right thing. He doesn't. Jer- uh, Mike Kyoto grabs Floyd from Jericho Floyd and the bat. Uh, stops that. Yeah, Floyd the bat. Yeah. Michinoku driver and penalty kick to Jericho, followed by Superman punch. Right after that, fuckery ensues as best friends prevent Santana and Ortiz from entering. Mike Kyoto is distracted by this, which gives Jake Hager the opportunity to give Orange an Oklahoma Oklahoma slam. Uh, Jericho lightly pushes Kyoto, which distracts him enough for Jericho to hit Orange in the balls. Uh, but Orange sets him up, sets himself up for a very awkward pin cradle for the surprise pin and win. 
Yeah. You get a, and then you get a brief look of Jericho in disbelief and a quick thumbs up from Orange Cassidy to get us the fuck out of here in time for Riddick at 7 p.m. sharp. So they had to get the hell out of there. Like they, like Jer- Cassidy wins. Jericho's pissed. Cassidy gives a gives a thumbs up, and we're done. We're out. 7 p.m. Time for Riddick. Yeah. Uh, I. It's so clear that the rubber match is at all out. I think the right guy won. I think Orange Cassidy should have won this one, just to make just for this to make sense on the pay per view going forward. Um, I don't think he should have won the way he, he won. Way too clean. Like, and that's way, why. No, that no. Like, honestly, like it even, should, even no, 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 no. It shouldn't. No, this it being very fluky. Like I thought, this gives credence to the fact that they are they are going to complete this trilogy at all out. It kind of does make sense when you think of it that way. I was I was more hoping for a, a screw job over Jericho in some respects. I think I think that I think that just cripples that I just cripples that feud for future, you know, for future matchups. I think yeah. that would just that would that would seriously do a disservice on Orange Cassidy, considering what they did last week. Yeah. By building up to the potential humiliation of Jericho losing to Orange Cassidy, and then following up with that, following up with that, and then just opening up for a realm of possibility of, you know. Jericho and Orange Cassidy clearly being at all out the blow off the blow off match mm-hmm. and I thought that that in and of itself was great I just think they should have timed this better and I think Jericho looked com- just looked completely gassed in the final stretch and I hope to God it was because he's out of shape because it, I don't want to say it but it could have been COVID like the motherfucker performed at Sturgis he's an idiot the guy, he's he's a, he's an athlete and he's gonna get He's gassed. not an athlete. I mean, Chris Jericho was an athlete. He, going, he's more of an athlete than I would say we we are. He wrestles. That's fair. That is completely so fair. What I'm saying is like he he's gonna he's gonna get winded. I mean, we can't just sit here. And, he's older. Uh, he's not getting any younger. Yeah, we can't just. Yeah, we gotta be, like, be oh, fair. He's coughing. Uh oh. Yeah, he was an idiot well, for then, going to start then, this. Then, yeah. well, then that which begs the question: Do you think Jericho should wrestle 20 minute matches? I don't have the exact time on this, but it he it must have felt like 30 like, minutes I think for it was like Jericho. 14. It's like 14, 15. Yeah. Like that. yeah, no, I, the right guy won. And I liked the way this match was structured. It was just, it was rushed. It was yeah. a rushed, fin- rushed finish because they, ha- they could not get past 7 PM, which, you know, they got, they got, they got to time these right better. Cause I just wasn't given enough to fully digest the victory of orange Cassidy. Like, and again, we yeah. say this all the goddamn time. If this was the plan all along and they had this in front of a crowd without COVID, this would have been a fucking cornerstone moment for Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the place would have been super fucking wild. I didn't get that. I didn't get that feeling and understandably so in Daly's place. And, um, but this makes sense. It was a, it was a sensible finish. Yeah. I liked this. I liked the match. I like Orange Cassidy. Jericho, he, he stood his own, even though he did look really tired. And yeah. This dynamite, um, there was a lot of hype going into it. I do think it's still going to do a really good number, but from to say that it went, to, it reached my expectations. I I'm not going to go as far as to say that. I think I think we'll have a segment or two, maybe to reach somewhat around a million. No, I'm talking about my personal opinion on oh, this oh. episode of Dynamite. I think the the yeah. Cody versus Scorpio Sky match. I was just kind of perplexed by um i kind of did wish there was scorpio sky had more to offer or they gave scorpio sky a little bit more i think yeah. the finish was a little bit too clean go. i think this was the match for cody to take shortcuts but i guess they're saving that for Brody lee yeah um, definitely. moxley there wasn't enough of moxley i know that they're trying to space him out they want to you know i think 
they need to yeah, put you don't a wanna... little bit more. They will. They want to put. I, I feel like they should put a little bit more importance to that title match because to me, I feel that's this is another Moxley match where I just don't feel like this main event. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's been kind of on a string with that. Yeah, you had, yeah. You ever, like we're like we're, and I know we're only like three months into this title reign. As crazy as that's not three months. When yeah, it was a revolution. February, right? Well, to, right now is August, so we're less than six months like into yeah. this title reign. Like, do you feel like Moxley is a big deal as a champion? And I know that's an unfair question because, you know, but. I mean, uh, what's a, what what what's a big deal? I mean, he he's not on the level of like Stone Cold or The Rock. That's not okay. Look, that's not an unfair comparison. Like, just strictly within AEW in and of itself, throughout all the storylines, do you is do you think Moxley for for what we feel right now, main events all out? Yeah, it should, and it probably yeah, will be. I think he should. But do you feel? You know, it should. But then, do you feel? Do you just feel that? And I know they got like, yeah, they got a couple weeks, but then I'm not feeling that right now. I think if they have some uh, uh, different type of match, uh, I mean, the other matches that have like headlined over the world title, you had Moxley and Omega and the unsanctioned match or the lights out match or whatever it was called. I just don't feel a sense of importance to your world title. And it hasn't felt that way in a while. And it's and you can partly blame that. No, you can mostly blame that on just the circumstances yeah. Yeah. involved. But yeah, it was dynamite. I, I, I don't want to say I was disappointed, but you were disappointed. I would be lying. You know, I would be lying if it met my expectations going into it. This was a pretty stacked card, and uh, I can't say it was can't say it was bad, but I can't say it was great. It was pretty good, but that was, it was fine. <laughs> can't say it was good. Can't say it was great. It was pretty good. It was a seven out of ten. I mean, I give the show That's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, uh, well, that was AEW Dynamite. Can we go home now? Yeah, what? NXT, it happened. Oh, fucking my Velveteen fucking... Dream is back. Oh. <laughs> That's really the main takeaway. Let's, let's get into this, because fucking NXT sucked this week. Oh, man. Like, I... I Johnny Gargano almost died. I, I, I just can't... <sighs> they tape in bulk. You want to just do breaking news right now? No, no, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. It's not a spoiler. Johnny Gargano almost legitimately died. What, uh, <laughs> no, he didn't almost die. It, he got, it was a scary bump. Yeah, it happened in a match that we haven't seen yet. So technically, it's. A I mean, they announced it. Oh, we'll we'll talk about it next week. Okay. Uh, but just this episode sucked. Like I can't get over it. First off. Vic Joseph, love the guy, but he's replacing was Tom it Phillips. Vic Joseph? Yeah, Vic Joseph was replacing Tom Phillips. Okay. For some reason. I, he sounded a little bit different. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, so that was already like, uh, okay. Uh, then we have Karrion Cross versus Danny Birch. Karrion um, <laughs> Cross selling to Danny Birch. Yeah, I mean, Danny Birch. He's great. He's great. Uh, he's but, in Modern Warfare, which I just like. Learned what? recently. Well, this is a video game called Modern Warfare. His voice? Six million people. Yeah, he's just a voice. Oh. Uh, Birch gets to the ring and he just he tells him, he ring the bell, ring the bell. He starts giving drop kicks to Karrion Cross back and forth between the two men. Exploder suplex to Danny Birch. Birch, though, gets the hope spot with a few clotheslines and a cross Loser face. loses their hair. Exactly. Well... Loser gets a gets to wear a wig. They have uh, to wear a wig. They have to wear Salsa Banks's wig. Uh, Doomsday. <laughs> I just want to see Danny Birch now. That with happened a per- this year. That's why I okay. made that reference. 
so Doomsday's Saito to Birch, where Joseph called it a German suplex, which it wasn't. It was a Doomsday Saito. Uh, Listen, cr- we get I get moves wrong all the time, so I'm not. I'm never going to criticize. Oh, well, I will criticize somebody calling play by play of getting the moves wrong when they get paid for it. That's true. Uh, cross jacket to applied to Birch submission victory. This match was decent. I give it a six out of ten. Uh, I thought you said NXT was terrible. It yeah. was. I, I yeah. was. Uh, after the match, though, um, I, I felt the, I felt the ending was very abrupt, though, and it just ended. Uh, after the match, Keith Lee comes down to the <laughs> ring. Boy, I have a show for you. He has a uh, Keith Lee has a contract in hand. He says uh, that's when Cross leaves the ring with Scarlet. He says. Cross, he goes. Ye- Every time I run in the ring, you leave like the little bitch you are. So I made it easy. Bitch. I made it's it easy for they you. They said a swear. They well, they said a swear word they can actually say because I don't think they could say shit. Yeah, they're not Adam Cole. They yeah. like, go fuck yourself, Pat Man. <laughs> um, uh, he says here I already signed this contract. He slides the contract over on the ground to Scarlet, who brings it across. He signs. They slide the contract back in the ring. Lee, he opens keep the going, contract and um, a fireball erupts in Keith Lee's face. Shades of Royal Rumble 93. Hulk Hogan just accepting a camera, just accepting a photograph from a strange looking fan. And then wah! and uh, this segment goes on for like five minutes. Of- Corey, it's serious. They got a fucking uh, what just happened. The events that transpired for uh, for Keith Lee. Keith he Lee can't see. Keith Lee can't see. Well, oh my god! He, he made it very apparent that he couldn't see. The thing I don't get about this is like, oh, Keith Lee, I can't see. Uh, it, it, Keith Lee, if if, okay. uh, if um if I got a fireball on my face. And I couldn't see. You, not, you, you would. You, I would you want would doctors. You could not see. I would want doctors to be like, yeah, okay, please guide me to the ambulance, please. That's so why I don't get it. What happened, Corey? Uh, well, eventually he goes to the ambulance, uh, but it doesn't happen until halfway through the first or the second match of the show. So literally, you can't say you can't say ambulance. By the way, why? Medical facility, Corey. Well, it, well, they were taking the, an ambulance to the medical facility. They don't even say ambulance. Well, they, say well they do say ambulance because there are ambulance matches. They're like but that. They never say hospital. It's one of. It's honestly one of those terms that. Oh, that medical car to the medical facility. Like it's just one of those words that Vince hates, and for some reason, kind of just spills over to NXT, even though Vince has nothing to do with it. Well, the thing that I've heard about this is that with hospitals, especially back in the day. People would legit call the hospitals. Come on, when it's two thousand and twenty, Corey. Okay, you're right. But when Taka was it Takahashi? When Takahashi uh, got hurt in San Francisco, how close were we thinking? Should we check that hospital? See if he's actually General Hospital. See if he's actually in there. Should we check one of those? They would send. They would have to send him to General Hospital to San Francisco. That's far, dude. But we thought about it Uh, on the freeway. It's pretty. It's like. It's a, 10 okay. minute, it's a 10 minute. Okay. Drive. Yeah. I didn't think about the freeway cause I don't drive, but uh, yeah, that would be kind of, so, so literally the That'd be second, so funny if we just went up to his hospital room, you go, uh, the match is taking place. Picture in picture, uh, Killian Dane versus Drake Maverick, because you know, this match was planned out for years in the making. Uh, this match uh, is happening. Uh, picture in picture. Uh, there's about 30 seconds of the match before it goes to commercial. 
Lee finally is taken to a medical facility, and that's when you see the Undisputed Era pull up in a car. They're walking into the ring. It actually, we actually start to see the match. We get about 30 more seconds of the match. Drake Maverick hits a elbow drop to Killian Dade, and that's when the Undisputed Era uh, hits the ring, and we get a double DQ finish. I give this match the lowest rating I've ever given a, a match. This is a 1 out of 10 in my book because there was just what the fuck between two different storylines. This, this Kenny Omega is just like this match got a loss. Corey gives one star. Yeah. To this match. He only gives out four stars because the thumb doesn't count. Um, Adam well, Cole. Thumb is not a finger. Uh, Adam Cole calls out Pat McAfee uh, for playing pro wrestler. And uh, Adam Cole is still a complete heel. So does WWE think Pat McAfee is the face? Or is this just a heel versus heel match that they don't care? Because I'm just trying to find reasoning in this. I, you know, I th- it, they, I, you can you can definitely say that Adam Cole is just that like if he's the face, you can definitely say that he's that pissed off face that will just you know just go Stone Cold. I mean Stone Cold, Stone Cold. I mean again, but if he's I'm, comparing, I'm, I'm comparing Stone Cold to Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Stone Cold. Yeah, but Adam then Cole's like the whole no, no no no. But my point is my point is he's just angry. He's really angry, and he'll just take his frustrations on anything that he'll that that anything that fucking moves. Yeah. And it's just, he's, it's it's Adam Cole trying to get his heat back after getting punted in the face by Pat no, McAfee in the chest by his chin. It was the chest. Okay. He, well, they said it was the face, but they you can clearly see him hit like right. You gotta here. give. You gotta give him. Yeah, I gotta yeah, give him a little. You're give not gonna little really give, kick the dude's face. I mean, no, you gotta on. give them a little bit of credit. Come on now, yeah. or else we'll be here all day. Anyways, uh, we get a Kushida video package. Uh, Kushida hey, says, remember Kushida? Yeah, he's a wrestler. Uh, he used to wrestle in a Jap- Japanese company. Uh, some of you might know it, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, he said, he "Oh, is know- that the company that uh, sells uh, weird fucking uh, paper machés of his face?" He, do they? Remember his last match oh, in the Tokyo oh, yeah, Dome, yeah, yeah. that little kid? Yeah. Kashida <laughs> uh, says he knows how to beat Cameron Grimes. <laughs> and uh, he says he doesn't know the, per- the mystery partner or the mystery person in this match, but he's sure he could beat him, too. And then we get Tyler Breeze versus Santos Escobar. We have Escobar tells Wild the Mendoza to stay backstage. They go back and forth. Uh, Breeze and Escobar, that is. Uh, Breeze comes back with a corner forearms, uh, which leads to a couple supermodel kicks. Out comes Wild the Mendoza. Breeze fights him off. Escobar, though, does hit the Phantom Driver. Pin, win. Four out of ten. Too much fuckery. I, Santos Escobar, they... In record time, they just kind of just made him into another guy. Just another, no, guy. another fucking dude with long hair and a goatee beard who works a WWE style match, and it's and it's becoming way more apparent in NXT at an alarming rate. Where there's just no sense of individuality with certain people. Like to me, that guy might as well just be their next Adam Cole. No, you know, well, he's just gonna know. be. He's just like yeah, no. Grant like Santos, he's a talented individual. It's just, and then he has a pretty cool, um, stable going on with yeah, with uh, with those guys. Joaquin it's just Wild that and Raul Mendoza. Yeah, with Ra- Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza, but then it's just they're just another WWE heel. You know, and he again, uh, I'll labor this fact till the day I die. A guy with long hair and beard and goatee beard. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. Uh, they lost. Like, they. Why do they have? They just had to insist on removing the mask. They. He's. He's. He's almost. He's. They, he's. He's pretty much just another Andrade Almas. And I wouldn't. Yeah. 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 
And they're both very talented individuals who are capable of way more in the company, but then they're they're just forced to act, like work this WWE style because they know because that company just kind of knows what's best. Oh, well, quote unquote, they know what's best. My point. That's exactly my point. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, after the match, Fandango comes down with a mop stick. He uh, helps fight off. Is it is it called Moppy? No, it was not Moppy. Is it implied that he fucks it? No, <laughs> no. It was not implied that he fucks it. Um, it was actually See, what you're telling me is one of my the one half of my favorite tag teams ever in the Eliminators from ECW. Perry Saturn was not involved whatsoever. No, no, no mop fuckers here. Well, let me tell you, Corey, the only thing that's been eliminated is my interest in this NXT episode. Uh, but Legato Del Fantasma beat down on Brizongo. Swerve Scott come out and they they're going to have a six man tag next week. I come here for the save. You come here. And then they just stare. Ah. Oh, I'm Swerve Scott. I'm Fantasma. I record music. I'm Fantasma. <laughs> My dad was Fantasma. <laughs> I'm El Hijo del Fantasma. Yeah. Me, uh, me padre. Uh, what's was in, what's, what's Jose, was. where's Jose when you need him? Just speak Spanglish. Why speak Spanish? Como se dice, como se dice was. <laughs> Well, let let Michael know at CWR four and five. Uh, next up, we have a Dakota Kai video package. She's, this is pretty good. She okay. says, "I'll figure out how to beat Io Shirai," and it's my it's my Australian accent. It's not good. Enough She's for- from New Zealand, but go ahead. Well, it's like the same thing. Come on, it's like the same accent. Oh, don't give me that look. <laughs> Um, uh, she said she's figured out how to beat Io Shirai, even though she hasn't beaten Io Shirai, and the only thing she did was give her a kick from behind. So I don't understand how she figured out how to beat. Not going to get into it, I guess. Dakota Kai, she figured out how to way to beat Io Shirai. So she's been doing good work, Dakota Kai. I think she's a better Bailey. <laughs> I uh, her match oh. against Ray Ripley was okay. She's a more relatable heel. Like she seems like a real person. Than ba- compared to Bailey, but I think Bailey is is leaps and bounds ahead of Dakota Kai. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next up, Indy Hartwell versus the returning to the arena Mia Yim. Uh, Mia barely got back in time uh, to make her match uh, from the medical facility. Um, she says, oh, "Oh, Lee's gonna be fine. I, I just I need to focus on my match. I need to, I need to focus on my match." At least they don't do the whole Becky Lynch Seth Rollins thing, where hey, did you know that they're boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah, I kind of like how they don't tell us. They're just kind of like, I don't know. He's so concerned because if you know, you know. They're hanging out. You know. I mean, they kind of make it like uh, we say this, but then let's not forget that whole fucking uh, Gargano, Larray, and Mia Yim, Keith Lee rivalry. That, they never said know. they were together. They just kind of were like, oh, Yim and Lee, they're tearing it up. Or the Gargano and Larray. Oh, hey now. <laughs> Well, they could be. I mean, uh, like, have you seen how huge Keith Lee is? <laughs> yeah, oh, hey now. Whoa, hey. Oh, oh yeah. I'm kidding. For <laughs> uh, he is limitless. <laughs> oh, hey. Ha, ha. Uh, Mia Yim versus Indy Hartwell. Uh, the glory isn't what isn't the only thing she's basked in. <laughs> that was that was bad. Bad, bad, bad injury. Uh, I gotta say at least one thing from me. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Indy. Uh, Indy keeps going for a sleeper hold, like over and over again. It's that's just the classic WWE rest hold. You gotta you gotta work the crowd. You gotta work the neck. Uh, eventually, Mia Yim locks in a, a maneuver called Capital Punishment, which is like a reverse armbar where she's just like pushing it instead of. Pu- 
I don't know. It, it was weird. It was a five out of 10. It was just, it was, it was decent, but also it was very sloppy. So five out of 10 in my book. So what you're telling me is that NXT was kind of just treading water this week. I said it, I said at the beginning of my review, it sucked. That's Man, not that's treading true. water. It sucked. Uh, you know, treading water is a little bit worse <laughs> than sucked. Yeah, is it? Like treading water is just—it's just completely just unextraordinary. Would you rather swim, tread water? You have, sometimes you gotta have to try to suck. Would you? Would you like to swim? Would you like to tread water, or would you like to drown? You pick one, please. But you think? But you felt like you were drowning in this NXT episode. Yes. It's not okay, well, it sucks. Then, then fair enough. It's terrible. Uh, Finn Balor package. He says, it doesn't matter if you're 25, 45 or living in a retirement home because everyone comes to see the prince and I'm Finn Balor. Hurdy, hurdy, hurdy. Then we have uh, probably one of my uh, actually better matches of the night, I thought. Damian Priest versus Bronson Reed. It was a pretty good match. I'm not going to hate on it. Um it is Bronson Reed, though, so he's younger. He's still coming into his own. Um, he's a bit more limited. Yeah, exactly. He's not limitless, unlike Keith Lee. He's the limited one. Uh, long wrist locks to begin the match. Uh, they're both faces, so they're all just trying to one-up each other, like, hit me. No, you hit me. No, you hit me. In case you don't know what that means. Uh, both men quickly exchanging maneuvers. Broken arrow to Reed, followed by a kick out. Uh, suplex to Priest, followed by another kick out. Priest then dodges a tsunami splash, is what they're calling it. Splash off the top rope by Bronson Reed. Priest, though, almost didn't move out of the way in time and almost got hit with the splash. Um, Reed, though, does uh, reverse a roll up into his own roll up for a jackknife pin. Uh, gets the pin and win on um, Damian Priest. So Damian Priest, I think, is rising in the ranks. I think he's looking – both these guys every week are looking better and better. Um, like I said, he's um, he's not as bad as people make him out to be. Oh, when he came into this, I was like, oh, this guy sucks. Punishment Martinez, boo. I didn't want to say – I didn't want to – again, hard, suck was – coming into it sucks was kind of a harsh word. <clears throat> but I – again, he's, he's – again, yeah. he's, he's not as bad as they make – I think it was mostly because of the gimmick. That left a pretty bad first impression because, like, what is he? Is he a rock star? Is he Alistair Black? Is he, is he a fucking imaginary bow and arrow no, he's, man? He's, he's what's his name? The, he's the, the archer of infamy, the mind freak. <laughs> yeah, is Angel. he Chris Angel? Like, there was a little bit of a malfunction at the junction in terms of his character coming in. I was that, hoping he'd walk on water, but we haven't gotten that scene yet. Yeah, we're not there yet, but get, that, get the, those plastic containers in the water. Let's go. <laughs> the possibility is still out there. Uh, we get an Io Shirai video package, which I actually really liked this video package. Io Shirai talks about Dakota Kai. She says, oh, you found a way to beat me. That's why you were the scared one from uh, Shayna Baszler. That's why you were the one that had to turn heel to eventually get one up on somebody. So I thought it was really good. She was pointing out all the flaws and uh, Dakota Kai's <laughs> bullshit. So <laughs> it made sense to me. Oh, God. I'm reading. I'm sorry. Right. I have to apologize. I was reading something. <laughs> And it said I was reading just internet comments on the Dynamite main event where it's Jericho was legit terrible in that match, and someone replied to that comment saying, "In his defense, he does have COVID nineteen. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't think so. He probably oh, does. Man, he's a he's a constant dangerous to us all. Go uh, on, stay away from Jericho, guys. At least for a couple weeks. Uh oh. <laughs> Then we get a uh, Cameron Grimes video package. And tonight, he's going to win, and he's going to mm. take that North American title, and he's going to the moon. 
He's a pretty honestly. He's the dark horse. It's fucking great. In this dude. entire thing. He's fucking great. I hate to no, say. I hate Cameron, to say this, is, this like, is a ladder match. Like, oh my god, yeah. He's the dark horse. He's yeah. the fucking dark horse of this entire. I and I, and I want. He's my personal choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cameron Grimes is fucking awesome. We'll see I what like happens, him. man. Uh, he's taking that title and going to the moon because he's Cameron Grimes. He's likable. It's camera wraps. Uh, next up, the the tag team match you were waiting for all week: Aaliyah and Mercedes Martinez versus Caden Carter and Casey Cananzaro. Yay! Um, so first off, I'm really proud of Casey Cananzaro for being in this match. Like, oh my god! And oh you my can't god. make that joke anymore. Uh, <laughs> I can. They broke. They broke up. Did they? Oh yeah, they did. Oh well, that sucks for them. Uh, let's see. Robert Stone tries to recruit Casey. Casey refuses. All the women brawl. Um, it's just a mess with no structure. Air raid crash to Casey. Uh, Martinez gets the pin in the win. Four out of ten. This was another stinker of a match. After the match, though, Rhea Ripley's music hits. She comes out, and her and Mercedes Martinez brawl. And uh, Does she do the entrance? She does, actually. Does she do the fucking stomp? I just... To this day, I thought it's like that's that that entrance just when she did that during the Bianca Belair beatdown. I just I hate that that entrance was just dead to me. Well, you like, know why? And Rhea Ripley was more or less dead. To, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, catching up with the Garganos. Ooh. And um, I these are like kind of funny, but they're just. They're not they're, dor- they're dorks. Dude. They're 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 full fledged dorks. Like I've seen their Christmas photos. Like, they're fucking. Dorks. I honestly think this is just like they think it's really funny to themselves, and nobody else. No thinks- one's willing to admit that it isn't. Yeah, because because like, they're just so nice. Like, what do you think of this? Huh? So what do you think of this? So Candice LeRae is reading a fairy tale to her dog, and it's just like a normal fairy tale. But then, you know, it turns into an evil fairy tale, and how the pixie or the fairy was was betrayed in the end. And don't. Don't turn your back on a fairy, and the fairy. No, I didn't not the watch best. this. Uh, just uh, behind the curtain a little bit. Did, did they? Did she do the whole thing where they just stare into the camera and yeah. it's all of a sudden yeah, yeah, black yeah, and yeah, white? Yeah, that, that they're still doing that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. fucking god! It yeah. didn't work the first time, dude. Uh, because next week apparently Gargano has a match with Rich Holland. Um, apparently, it was taped ahead of time. We will talk about it next week. But he almost died. Uh, but the thing I will say is that. I thought Balor was going to face Gargano and then Ridge Holland was going to face. I, um, I guess it makes more sense this way. Two people got loose. So, um, yeah, he, he's going to face, um, Ridge Holland. Next week. Opponent. Oh yeah. No. Um, then we have no, Balor is facing who we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we have Thatcher's thatch can thatchy thatch thatch. Uh, Thatcher is uh, demoing the knee bar because he goes, this is how I would have won. That's a pretty good Timothy Thatcher. <laughs> this is my, this is my arm bar right here. So what we're going to uh, do is, uh, I am Timothy Thatcher and this is my, I'm still, lock fiddle, it in. I'm still fiddling my fiddles. Uh, next week on NXT, uh, they get they get all the the B show ratings next week, uh, well at least for Wednesday. Uh, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee they're gonna have a face off. What if they do the same numbers? What if they do worse? That would be quite the end. They can't. They possibly can't. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. What if, what if AEW? What if All Out Part One gets more viewers than NXT? I'm not. Again, I'm not wishing that, or like I'm. I'm looking at this strictly. I try to put this in an objective point of view, but my opinions are my opinions. But what if? Dude? Oh, there's no way to determine the actual YouTube numbers, though. Like it's peak. Yeah, because no, you, go- you no when you're doing when they're when they do live streams. Like I, I'm assuming this one is just going to be like a premiere live stream, like they do on what they do for, for most of their shows, like Dark or the Tag Tournament. They're just going to show part one of All Out. Like, oh. yeah. Hey, hey no, NXT NXT's- has no re- NXT has no reason to perform as bad. Like to perform bad next week. I don't think they're going to say that. Bad. I don't think they're. Gonna, I don't think they are. I don't think so either. But they're nothing is impossible. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole, Pat McAfee, face off, Elegato, Del Fantasma versus Swerve Scott and Brizongo. Brizongo, they just, I feel like they're the teams that just like they tag with everyone, like yeah. all the newcomers. And then those ladder match qualifiers next yeah, week. Gargano versus Original. So and, and they got themselves a card. And think about that. They're announcing an entire card yeah, for thanks, next week. Thanks to Brian Alvarez, um, by the way. I, I, they listen. I mean, are they gonna? Are, are they? They can outright say, "Oh, we don't listen to Brian Alvarez. We just we thought up of this. It's weird. It had no bearing to what's up, whatever whatsoever." Yeah, but yeah. an entire card NXT. So, and then they're running unopposed, so they have no reason. Next up, the main event time. The main event time for NXT. Wouldn't it be great if they just brought back the main event? It'd be like NXT Takeover, the main event. Uh, Kushida versus Cameron Grimes versus the Velveteen Dream. Yep, Velveteen Dream is back. I, I just, I can't bring myself to do it anymore. I'm not going to sit here and and talk all day about it's rumors. It's extremely problematic. I think it's too yeah. early. I think it's, it's rumors. I mean, I, at this point, it's still rumors. I mean, people talk you about you would you would think in you would you would think that WWE has did their due diligence. Like this, they made like they. You would think that they've they've investigated their their side of this whole entire yeah, thing yeah. Uh, not listen not to downplay it Pedo- potential pedophilia that's just you can't you can't sugarcoat that any way worse than it possibly can well. you know patrick clark being a, you know having allegations Allegedly. saying that he solicited underage you know fans yeah for the most part and you know grooming them I, and all, I just, you, you've heard the stories before. And for him to return on NXT, uh, I didn't watch the segment, but do you, do you seem to recall the reaction that he had on his return? The reaction? By what? The reaction the, the, by, the, by, by, by the by paid the, fans? By the paid yeah. fans? Yeah, he, every, everyone cheered they, for him. They said, ah! Everyone's like, oh my God, it's Velveteen Jamie's back! Ah! Yeah, Velveteen, we love you! Yeah! Dream, dream, dream! So is dream. Dexter Loomis like shoot injured? I think he's kayfabe injured. <laughs> well, better fucking bring him back. Uh, <laughs> this is the one way for me to ask for Dex. Can I have Dexter Loomis back? Okay. The one thing, the one thing I will say about this though, and I'm I'm fully confident about this. Dream touched the title when he came down to the ring. Oh, great. He's not. Don't let him touch anything. No. What I'm saying is like, well, first off, you don't want to just touch stuff with COVID. Yeah, I don't know if he has it, but I'm saying you could spread it that way. Dude, they're fucking wrestlers. They're touching each other no matter what. Uh, secondly. Uh, when you touch a title pre pre winning a tournament, it's bad it's luck. It's a curse. It's a it's curse. Bad luck. It's like it's like seeing it's like it's it's like the one wedding it's day. I never see the bride. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like the birthday of your child. Never see the bride, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Anyway, they 
you would hope that they did their due diligence in the, in regards to this and he's back yeah and they're just gonna with, just with a really creepy blonde goatee uh, yeah that's that's <laughs> it's, just it's, it's one of those it's, things where it's uh, just like he it's just you would creepy think, you think like he got that when this shit was hitting the fan and now it was just like just him just being weird i mean he's already weird but then yeah. not even weird it's fucking um, I mean, all, and, all three men. Uh, let's, talk about the match. let's talk about the match. Uh, all three men go. This is a it. shadow in this match. Honestly, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. We gotta I just, get, yeah, we gotta move forward. <laughs> uh, I'm just time's sake. Uh, Kushida, though, uh, this guy's carrying this match. Uh, well, not really carrying, but Kushida does hit a beautiful uh, tornado DDT to Dream back uh, back from break. Kushida is cleaning house, strikes all around from all men, taking out both Grimes and Velveteen Dream. At a certain point. Um, I realize this is a very strike-heavy match, though. It's just like Dream throwing strikes, Kushida, Grimes, all throwing strikes back and forth. Eventually, we have a Dream Valley driver to Kushida. Grimes throws Dream out of the ring, but Dream, though, uh, is smart, though, and pulls him out of the ring with him, preventing him from getting the pin. And let me remind you, everything I say about this match uh, is completely based on the match and nothing else. Just want to th- I just feel weird about saying he was smart. Uh, atomic leg draw or atomic arm bar to Grimes. You know, when Kushida does that arm bar off the top rope, it's fucking great. Uh, what can I say? Kushida is great. Uh, Kushida locks in the hoverboard, locked a dream. And then Cameron Grimes out of nowhere hits the cave into Grimes and uh, Grimes throws dream out of the ring. Pin- Wait, Grimes out of nowhere delivers a cave into who? To Grimes. That's what I just said. Kate- no, Grimes delivered a cave in right into Grimes. I know I was I messed up and then I was joking afterwards to um, to Kushida. Okay. Uh, Kushida takes the pen. Takes the pen and Grimes wins. And I was really surprised because earlier in the night you said, "Oh great, Dream's back." And I was like, "Oh fucking great! That means he's going to win the match." But he didn't. And but he's going to but he's going to get a second chance. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but you know that does finish up the uh, storyline they had with him and Balor. There was a storyline between him and Miller. Yeah, I remember they were doing something a while ago. It was like, they were like, okay. I, I'm the prince. <laughs> you don't have to elaborate further. He's, they did a thing. He's the prince, and then he's a character of prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. NXT. Uh, oh, I, I, give this match, oh, I give this match a 6 out of 10. Um, I pray that they don't push Dream over Balor next week. Uh, ladder match, though, involving Grimes. But think about this. Grimes, Balor, Priest, Reed, and Gargano would be absolutely wonderful. Although we'll see, man. Rich Holland, I mean, we can't have Rich Holland. If you want to push Rich Holland to the fucking, like, I hate to say, to the moon. Um, if you want to push him to the moon, he would be a good fit. You could take Gargano out of the match somehow. I mean, have him lose next week. Um, I mean, like, Gargano doesn't necessarily need the North American title. No, and Rich Holland, I want to see, I kind of want to see more of him, man. You know, I, he looked really good. Yeah, that, 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 that brick of a man, of course. Yeah, I mean, I remember when you we were talking about Fabian Ackner uh, years ago. Oh, your computer just made a. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so hopefully, your computer doesn't go all porno it's on style. Sl- it's, it's, on, it's on sleep mode. Okay, just as long as. It's a completely no, different thing. No porno style. Um, after the match, though, Dream beat down Kushida. The refs are yelling at him to stop, but then Dream goes like crazy and then chases one of the refs off. Oh, God. And then he gets back in the all ring right. and. <laughs> And, and Balor gets the ring and Balor points his handguns and then Dream is just like I'm Dream I don't know uh, okay let's remove the whole the whole terribleness like from from Dream as we as we say it he has been fucking god awful regardless oh 
Yeah. When you think about it, when like when you really think about it, like he, like he, he was fret. Maybe it's because that he got injured, he lost a bit of his confidence, and that dream lost a smile. The the whole the whole fucking feud with Roderick Strong, you know that weirded everybody out. The whole lifeless Adam Cole title match with the really bad um, parking yeah. lot brawl. The last time like, I thought of Dream like an actual position of like. Like oh my god, yeah. Was it was it um, Takeover War Games two? When the one I was at with him and Champa for the title, that was a great match. That was a great fucking match. He had a great match with Aleister Black, and it really I think it's just more on, and it's more based on a the environment and b his opponents. Yeah, it's a more of a statement on Champa and Aleister Black because those are the two feuds that I distinctly remember. Uh, dream being elevated by yeah yeah dream is a uh his he has good care he's had good character work in the past lately it's been very it was because it was different Monday. it was like really unique and now it's and like now something it's just you can't, now it's just kind of long in the tooth yeah like remember when he was was he was singing the national anthem oh yeah in dreams yeah it, but it, and i read that out loud in an episode of of the b show previous b show go back and look for it. listen to all the b shows until you guys find it can you imagine i can't can you imagine b show without dynamite what did we do 205 live right at one time we did 205 live we did impact at one time oh yeah that did one that one time <laughs> it, was a, it was a few yeah. weeks <laughs> i gave up on it quickly yeah. uh that was AEW dynamite that was nxt that was the b show yeah, we gotta upload this thing. We gotta let the people know. We do, uh, guys. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I said I will see you um, this Sunday or Monday, whatever, with Jose uh, for the retro Sunday Night Heat review show, episode number three. What's going on? What's going on there? What's what's uh, what's? Uh, do you know the matches going into Sunday Night Heat? How was I how was look, last week's Heat? I didn't look. I didn't look into the the next episode, uh, but last week's episode sucked. <laughs> I mean, what happened? Like, just give us like a God. What? Give us what? like a two sentence. I, I, I honestly, off the top of my head, I can't remember. That's a I, really great promotion for this week's episode. Well, this week's episode. <laughs> but you hated it, so we're sneaking up on SummerSlam '98, though. We're coming up on that. That's the one. Let's with take her, take her in Austin. And we on, um, you know, like I said, we do these shows pretty much to the date, twenty-two years later. Um, but uh, we might SummerSlam '98 is. We'll a, have that review up. Retro. It is a Sum, very, SummerSlam. Are, 90, you're doing SummerSlam '98. Yeah, we decided to pay per view too. That is a hell of a pay per view. Yeah, it's a when it's a chat like I I saw that again. One of my earliest memories is watching that. It's uh, man, Raw Underground. They have themselves quite an MMA match there too. All right, on heart. Let's get God out. Bless, of here, Michael. God bless. God bless soul. All right, at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Mm-hmm.